without right. starting the do show. We do, a, do we do a thing? Do we do a thing? Is I there think we're already doing the thing. Is there the a theme intro. song? Can I just no, no, I don't do the theme song. I just I do the, uh, the quintessential like Pagey Train intro. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Check all right. what you see. I want to get out of this so that you don't have to look at yourself there mm-hmm. you go, while you're... While you're talking. That's yeah, all right. yeah. I'm yeah. quite used to looking at myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. At least then you know when I'm looking for something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Right. Actually, your chair's wandering away. You've got to move a little bit to your right. My chair's wandering? Yeah, yeah, you're wandering. Because you're, you're swaying. You're doing that one. Oh, so there okay. you go. Now you're in the shot. Oh, that's good. That's better. That's better. Right, we're both in the shot. I think we've already started, but I better do the intro anyway, just for our go on. For our guests' sake. Can you make up a song on the spot? Or no? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, go on, do it. Wait, what now? Yeah. Oh, I need to make up a song. <laughs> boom, sta, boom, sta, boom, sta, it's a baby train. Sta, boom, sta. And welcome to the baby <laughs> train. Today I have in the studio with me Kay Proudlove, uh, singer, songwriter, musician. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, it's been a long time. I've been dying to get you on this show. Yeah, dying to interview you. Here I am. I, you know, I kind of just like Facebook does this weird thing. I've got this mm. business suite now. Which, yeah, I which, know business suites are pain in the ass. It is, and I miss the um, I miss the notifications. But um, yeah, I finally managed to be able to check them, and there you were. Yeah, asking me to come on the show, and here I am. Where did I ask you? Did I ask you on your business page, like on your Muso page, or yeah, it... on my business page? Okay, yeah, okay, because I sort of asked you on your personal page. Oh, I can't remember. I can't no, remember. I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to get my personal page to have a um, like a moniker or something, you know. Mm. <laughs> like I don't know, maybe I need like a little alias, and people can differentiate. Yeah, they can do that. Them. Well, I've got an alias. My alias is the is the uh, Roscoe Pagey Train. That's me. Yeah, okay. I, like I'm Ross, but I'm Roscoe Pagey Train as well. What? That's not your real name. No. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> well, no, I, I'd like. Well, the reason I had Roscoe Pagey Train is because um, I needed an alias online because of the job that I had. I wasn't allowed to be online. Okay. So I. What job was that? I was in the military. You're not allowed to have. Um, you're, you can't have, at that time, because I was on deployment and going overseas, wasn't allowed to have uh, a web presence. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I now... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's totally different now. Um, <laughs> I, got a lot I thought of it was presence. just um, school teachers, but uh, no. No, no, it's, it's all <laughs> kinds of people, firemen, policemen, um, basically okay. anyone in, in um, public spaces like that. Right. Um, and uh, people that work in, you know, uh, dangerous jobs. Like the whole thing, we're getting morbid here, geez. Um, <laughs> the whole idea with that Just is... diving in. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you go overseas and you get captured by the enemy, they can then go look you up online and then like send mail to your, your relatives and put pressure on the government to you know, right. get in trouble. That's what of it's course. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I had Roscoe Pagey train um, because, I don't know, if, do you know the Dukes of Hazard? You know, yeah, it's yeah, an old, yeah. an old, old show, right? And in yeah. that show, you've got Roscoe P- no, Pico train. Okay, right? yeah. And people you always call me that. They always go, Roscoe Pico Train. So I'm like, oh, well, that's a bit of a handle that people call me. Yeah. Um, so I'll just put that as my online alias. It works. And uh, just modified it a bit so people could recognize it. Well, that's clearly him, but yeah. that's not his name. And then I just rolled with it. Yeah, and nice. Then it was just happening. And now um, that's how the Pager Train really got its name. It's through an alias from Facebook from, you know, 15 years ago. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know how I would come up with an alias for myself. You know, I have a few friends that do like an opposite of their last name. Mm. Um, so, like, I have a friend, uh, Tim Winterflood, who mm. 
actually did a couple of videos for me, um, like the live ones that we mm. did kind of um, in a train hall and stuff. Anyway. Yeah, I saw those videos actually. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a great filmmaker. Um, mm. But he, his name is Tim Winterflood on Facebook. It's Summer Drought. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. But like, then I was like, if I did that to my name, it'd be K Shame Hate. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Shame Hate. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that what it would be? Yeah. I, don't know, I suppose it would be. Yeah. No, I don't I think you've got to go with that. Shame Hate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. Well, I like to pick weird names out of old TV shows as when okay. I have to have an alias for other, you know, silly reasons out in the city for whatever reason. You know, when someone asks your name, you're like, oh, I don't want this person to know me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to give them a, an alias like um, uh, Larry Tate is one I like to use. Yeah, nice. Larry Tate, which is the um, he's the advertiser in Bewitched. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. I need to be more creative. Actually, sometimes when oh, that's I... What, that's exactly what you need. Like, I've watched all of your content and I... you, need, you, need, you need to be more creative. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You're not doing enough. More. <laughs> no. Sometimes when I order a boost juice, I tell them my sa- my name is um Mercedes. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's a great one. It's just yeah, I don't know. I think I just really like the image of someone holding up like a mango magic and yelling, Mercedes <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Man. But it's just stuck with me from now on. I think you should yeah. stick with that one. Mercedes is pretty cool. Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes shame hate That's a great one Okay Well now everyone knows Where to find me So that's great Yeah yeah. (laughs) It sounds like you can Totally tag that On the side of a train You know Mercedes shame hate Yeah Heaps of spray paint (laughs) Yeah 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 I could make it work Yeah yeah Totally Actually I was graffitiing Graffitiing Is that the way I say that Is that Uh, how Look I'm not a Practiced graffiti artist I'm not a practiced Graffiti artist But I remember My high school years Yeah And um, Because when you're In high school Everyone has a tag yeah. Some kind. Yeah. Uh, mine was comic. Okay. Um, and uh, the other one was ice. Okay. And uh, Misty bought. What was that thing you bought, Misty? What's that book thing you bought? It's like a digital notebook. It's a digital notebook. Remarkable. Remarkable, right? Oh yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so it's like this notepad them. that you draw, and it actually you can it feels like paper. It feels hey. like paper, and you can like put the pen pressure and. Yeah. Like it's it's reactive just like um, a notepad would be. Yeah, that's crazy. So I got a hold of this thing and I just started doing all my old high school tags. I, uh, First thing you write on this brilliant piece of technology is ice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comic. Oh, and, and S. You know how they do the quintessential, the chain, the chain yeah, S? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you join them all together. Yeah. Go down. It's pretty much like yeah, a three margin lines, three for lines. your maths book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone had that. I don't know. I wonder where that originated from. Can you check that out, Misty? Where did the where did the graffiti S originate from? I'm guessing it's probably going to be a New York thing. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. It's an interesting one because every kid does it. Yeah, I wonder if they still do it. I imagine they do. I've, I've seen it around. When you see it on like a lamp post and that sort of thing, you're like, mm. yeah, it's still happening. Yeah. I don't know. It's I the gate. It's the gateway things. graffiti. Uh, that's that's what that is. is. It's yeah. Gateway graffiti. <laughs> it's called the cool S. The cool S. Cool S. There we go. Uh, oh, the, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stussy, Super, uh, Superman. Okay. Oh, Superman. Yeah, that makes a bit of sense. Graffiti, popular culture, uh, doodled in tr- children's notebooks and graffitied on walls. <laughs> well, we know that part. Where did it come from, bro? I love that it's just called Cool S. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does the uncool S look like? It's a great name for a band. Cool S. Cool S. Yeah. And, like, you just make that your symbol. Yeah. Free advertising. I'm going to add You're that. You're all over the world. I'm going <laughs> to add that to my notes. I have this notes... I write a lot in my notes app mm. on my phone, um, you know, and I kind of add to certain ones as I go. 
Mm. Um, one of them is just potential band names. You know, I'll probably never have a band to use them with. I'll do this as well. I know yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. I added one the other day that was Rage Baby. Rage Baby, that's pretty good. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I'm pretty into that. Yeah. It's almost enough to make me want to make a band. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different, like, because being a, being a solo artist, right, it's, mm. it's totally different, right? Because, like, I'm, like, you know, being, you know, I've been in a couple of bands and being up the front of a band and having a band behind you is a, an amazing feeling. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, you, people that can play guitar and sing baffle me. I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do it? I just don't have the coordination. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. I it must actually, take a lot of practice. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. But, you know, take, like playing with a band takes practice too. Yeah, that's true. It's like... It's communication. You yeah. put me with a band and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I can't just do whatever I want to do. Mm. Like with these songs, like people are waiting for me to do certain things so mm. that they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, I there's compromising in a band. Yeah. There's a bit of um, give and take mm. um, and you've got to sort of go with the flow. Um, like obviously the drum, the drum is the master timekeeper. Yeah. So um, they're going to set the speed. Like I remember being on stage with a few drummers before, and they were nervous on the first song. Yeah. So the tempo was up. Yeah. And then you just you just got to keep up with it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay because I was doing heavy thrash metal, so no one really noticed. But you know. Yeah. It still was like that was a really that was a th- you know four minute song that took two minutes. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, Pre COVID, I was doing some. Like some duo gigs with my partner, who is a really excellent drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would do, you know, we would kind of do like the drum guitar thing for festivals or like bigger gigs that needed mm. a bit more with the outside, like, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, and people would always comment on how he looks at me the whole time with this look of you know, adoration. And I was like, no, he's just waiting for me to fuck up. Like, he is. <laughs> Well, you always know this. I was saying to the, I was saying to Misty the other, the other day, we were watching a band at the um, uh, the Veet Awards. Yeah. Uh, was it no Zeet? Zest. Zest. Zest Awards. Yeah. The Veet Awards. That would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? The Veet. What are they? What are they selling there? Um, yeah. <laughs> the wow. Hair Removal Awards. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so smooth. So smooth. First prize. Yeah, yeah. First prize gets really smooth. Uh, <laughs> no, the Zest Awards. Uh, we're watching this band. Um, Worlds Collide. Um, big shout out to Esky, actually. Um, okay. Really, really top notch band. Yeah. And um, you see the guitarist walking over to the drummer, and I said to Misty, "Ah, he's in trouble." She's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "Because the drum, when a drum, when a guitarist walks over to a drummer and starts looking at them playing, yeah, like, yeah, get You're on doing the root, the wrong thing. get on the root note, get on the root note. There you are. Now we're on." <laughs> and then they walk away. Okay, now we're good. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's probably good that their backs turned so that you can't really see everything that's going on there. Yeah. Yeah, I like the on-stage antics though. Um, those on-stage antics um, uh, with a band is fun. Uh, leading up to a gig is fun. Um, yeah. Working in a band is fun. Writing music is fun. But when you add it all together, it's really hard. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's one of the hardest, easiest things you'll ever do. Oh, for sure. Mm. Like, it's, you know, it's messed up. It's a, me- <laughs> <laughs> it's a really messed up thing to want to do, you know, because mm. as much as um, as much as I love being a musician, it is just so much more than just playing music. Yeah. You know. It's driving around, like even that is taxing in itself. But you know, I do a lot of my own graphics, and um, you mm. know, I manage all my social media. I book my own gigs. It's like yeah. So you're a booking agent. You're a lawyer. You're a, an yeah. accountant. Um, yeah. You're a taxi driver. You're <laughs> yeah. a roadie. Um, you're a graphic designer. A promoter. Yeah, all those a social things. media representative. And you know? not not very good at a lot of them. But um, 
you know, I can sing, which is great. Um, I can play guitar, which is good. And that, you know, wanting to do those things in front of people and mm. on stage kind of makes all the other stuff just part of it. Yeah, it kind of makes it, it does get, um, it, it is worth it. But there's some moments where you go, man, this is tiring. This is really tiring because it can be long hours. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially on the socials as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about, uh, what was it, um, FB, uh, what's it called? Uh, business, business Suite. Business Suite, yeah. Oh, it just kills me. It, some of it, it's good ideas in there. Yeah. Like the whole scheduling, you know, because you can save time. Yeah. Like I try to schedule a lot of posts. Like yeah, I go, I okay, that. here's the day that I'm doing my social media. I try not to do it yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the irony is I hate being on social media. Like it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's junk it food. sucks a lot of energy. It does. And I realized it was probably about six months ago that I realized how much it was taking from me. Mm. Um, you know, and I kind of just like culled a lot of stuff. Like I unfollowed a lot of accounts that were like kind of getting in my head about, mm. you know, oh, I should be doing more. I should be doing in this, whatever. But then I, oh, I you also, had a case of the spoosters. I'm supposed to be doing this. Oh I'm yeah, supposed to be like, doing that. constantly. But yeah. you know, I just realized that the people I was following on social media were not helping that, like mm. helping me just do like what I'm good at. Mm. Um, yeah. So I did that, but then I also started scheduling a lot of posts as well Same and, you time. know, scheduling stories even. And, but the thing is like, yeah, you, know, you, you do heaps of stories. Well, it's you're like, good at the stories. I'm not always where I you say, say you're that not good I at it. I reckon you're pretty good at it. Oh, I <laughs> love doing them. And like, you know, especially in the last little while I've become a lot more um, real on my stories, mm. you know, like I don't really, you know, I just enjoy it. I enjoy like connecting with people. But, well, I think you're yeah. pretty authentic. Um, yeah, I you're think pretty, so. You're, you're, I think you're pretty honest and authentic in your stories and and your music as well. Um, yeah, especially during COVID. Like, how was that? Like, because like I know like I did my last gig in my last band at Frankie's. Did you? Yeah, which is like <laughs> one of the best venues you can play at. This is yeah, is the best. It's the bomb. Yeah, like you get. Beer and pizza and you get paid. It's great. It's the best. Yeah. I'm really sad about it. Um, yeah, not... it's becoming a train station now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like, you know, we had a similar thing with a venue in Wollongong called Rad Bar. Oh, yeah, the Rad Bar. Yeah. Oh, the Rad Bar, yeah. It just, you know, those kind of venues just have a culture around them that doesn't really go away. It just kind of moves. Mm. And I, I hope that that's what happened with, happens with Frankie's because it's, you know. Yeah, they are. Apparently, they're moving it. because It's the same with the Valve Bar as well. Mm, yeah. Because um, that moved from Tempe and then it went to the, the Agincourt, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember I played at the Agent Court, and it was um, uh, the Vi- I think it was called the Viper Bar or something like that. Oh, then. okay. Like years ago, yeah, is, you know, like 2009 maybe. Okay. Um, oh, the yeah. olden days. Yeah, the olden days <laughs> of playing um, heavy metal in basements. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but th- those those venues are so important, and doing gigs like that is so important for your profile as a musician um, because yeah. that gets you the next gig. You know, because once you've got like a Frankie's on your um, uh, resume and you've got like a, well, it used to be the Bald Face Stag, now they call it the Crow Bar. Yeah. Once you have those venues and the you know, uh, Mosh Pit Bar. Yeah. Once you've got those venues on under your belt, other promoters look at you and go, "Oh, so you, you you're seasoned. You've played at these places and you can handle a crowd and you can draw a crowd." Yeah, for sure. I reckon every little like every small get that you get gets mm. you a bigger one so mm. it's yeah for sure it's yeah. about building that momentum yeah but the momentum got killed uh, what was it two years ago now uh, you know, <laughs> yeah oh that's um, right we're talking yeah, about COVID, COVID, yeah. in the room you know yeah. um yeah but i think you we all had to pivot right yeah during COVID, and i think you pivoted really well because you're doing like that um sort of lounge room music see people keep saying pivot to me and i don't really understand like what they mean by that like just like 
making the most of it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, pivoting is, I guess, another way of... Uh, an, an entrepreneur would look at it this way. Like, there's no such thing as a problem. Everything okay. is an opportunity. Yeah. All right. Yeah, great. So that's what pivot sort of Because that's means. why it was in my... You know, that's what, kind of what I thought it meant. But, like, yeah, I guess... Because I had friends who pivoted in a very different way and just mm. left the music industry. Yeah, no, you know? yeah, man, no, yeah, <laughs> like, my band folded in, man. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. So many people did, but you know, I guess um, everyone did the lounge room concerts straight off the bat, and it was it was good for a while. It was mm. actually quite a good money maker for me because I have um, a really lovely group of people who support my music. Mm. Um, and big you shout know, out, guys! Big shout out! Yeah, thank mm. you. Thank Tick you. Tick like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. Um, yeah, so I would just kind of put my donation link out there and people, you know, because everyone was in a different position. Some mm. people were in the position where they could spend money on the arts still. And um, yeah, that was really great. But I feel like <laughs> it's the easiest gig to walk out of. <laughs> like the easiest, you know? like Yeah. Well, you know where everything is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know the venue manager. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, a, I don't know, it's kind of, um, it kind of, I think it ran its course and people were kind of just like, oh, another live, another live from someone, this mm. person. And also... Well, I supported a few artists through that time. Yeah. Um, um, a few singers that I know, um, um, even an Elvis impersonator that I know. I yeah. Was, I was following him online. That's like, cool. Yeah, because he was, oh, it wasn't, oh, he was doing other stuff as well. He wasn't just doing Elvis. Um, the, the name has eluded me, but following artists like that online just made me like it made my day better. Okay, like yeah. listening to that music. Yeah, because you can, you know, because music has that power, right? Like mm. it goes kind of goes without saying. Music is a vibration. Yeah, and there's different um, flavors of that vibration out there. Yeah, um, but generally though, if you hear music that um, you've heard when you were a child or heard when you were younger, mm. it's actually a visual experience. Music for me, like, for sure, it takes you back. Yeah. Like, when you hear a song, there's a um, when I hear the song Melon, you know, um, Melon by Melon, I think it is. Yeah. All that I can say is that Melon. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think of Wollongong Beach. Really? Yeah, because it was like, I remember being like 12 years old and I had uh, only just started bodyboarding. I had to bodyboard in the back of the car and we're going yeah. down the beach and I think we're going to... Um, I think we're, uh, they call it shitties. What is it called? To rule and Ostermere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I used to have a sewage pipe out there, so they used to call it shitties. <laughs> I did not know that's why they well, called it I didn't it know that. that for a while. I lived there. I grew up in Thoreau. Oh, wow. But like, yeah, I, d I didn't know that. Yeah, because oh, that's the, crazy. Cause they, well, they got rid of it now, but they used yeah, to have a yeah. sewage pipe well, out so. there. <laughs> I hope they did. Um, yeah, but I went, I just, it takes me back to like the first time, like I really started catching waves totally, and like having that moment with nature, you know, yeah. cause we have that moment. Now I think that's the same with singing as well. Singing, surfing, sure. yeah, these yeah. rhythmic things. Um, I actually got to revisit a lot of the music from my teen years. Um, I just finished, I just finished premiering this show, Dear Diary. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, like it's a show based on my teenage diaries. It's got stories and songs and stuff. And uh -huh. <laughs> it's a, like, it's, it's a full theater show. Mm. Um, <clears throat> wow. But one thing that I didn't realize is that I would have to pick pre-show music mm -hmm. for like people to walk in. Oh, and, of like, course. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down to. Yeah. And so. Ushers and torches, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I gotcha. But um, yeah, it's a whole thing. Like I had Hanson, I had, you know, five. Mm. I had um, Michelle Branch. Okay. Oh, man. Do you remember? Do you remember? Who's Michelle, Michelle Branch? Oh. Do you know Michelle Branch? She sang that song everywhere. 
Everywhere. Because you're everywhere oh, to no, me. Yeah. yeah. I actually learned that song on bass guitar. Oh, wow. Yeah. I wanted to play bass guitar before I wanted to play guitar. That's an unusual path. Most people, yeah. most bass guitarists used to be guitarists. Yeah. I think it was because I saw a bass that was like this really beautiful teal color. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to play that. <laughs> It wasn't anything to do with the bass as an instrument. It was just me being quite vain, I think. And, and just the aesthetic cool. and go, I just want to, I want, I want, you know, to play that and, yeah. and to look, have that look on me. Yeah. And so I tried, I tried to play, bla- to play bass and it really hurt my fingers and I was like, this is not a vibe. Mm-mm. I hear the same thing with a guitar, though. I'm such a I'm such a guitar wuss, man. I really mm. am. Like, I just don't have the calluses for it. Yeah. You guys, like, I've, I've I've looked at a lot of guitarists' fingers, and like, they're insane. Yeah, they're pretty thick. You'd have thick ends, yeah. Mine kind of like mm, this is a little gross, but they kind of <laughs> they kind of shed. Like they go through they stages. Do. So I have like yeah, like they kind of come off. And then my other hand, I get four fake nails put on because mm. I can't play with a pick. Like I'm just a bit unco. Oh, you don't do a pick? That? No. Oh, wow. So I have, um, yeah, so I have my thumb and then three fingers and not the pinky. Yeah, wow. Um, I just really like to confuse nail salons. Like, it's a, <laughs> it's a time. I've actually got one now that's really good and, like, I can just go in there and they're like, oh, come in. Yeah. We'll do it thick. And I was like, great. And they're like, where are you playing this week? And we have a full chat. But it took me a while to kind of find one that, like, you know... I could just like. Go well, I don't mind. I, look, I'm quite partial to a Manny Petty, actually. Do you? Yeah, I like go. Petty? I go with Misty. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, because we were on holiday, and all the um, you know, all, all the families around, all the cousins, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, they go, "Where are you guys off to?" We're like, "We're off to the nail salon." <laughs> like, you're going? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, but it's great it's because underrated. yeah, but you have like you know, three people descend on you. They look after your feet. They sort out your hands. Three people. Where do you go? That's pretty good. Yeah, normally, because they, they do the foot bath. Oh, You've got okay. one scrub in your feet. You've got the once. other ones doing your nails. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I think do it's great. Do you like the massage Guys, you're missing chair? out. You're missing yeah, out. Yeah, you are missing out. Mm. Um, yeah. Do you like the massage chair? Do you put the Yeah, I like the massage chair, chair as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't do it. Yeah, I love it. I love being looked after like that. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, I learned something about you today. Yeah, man. <laughs> but it's terrible though. Like, they, but they always look at me funny like, so you want the nails as well? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do it all. Do it all. I want yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I even sometimes even get one of the nails painted um, red. Oh, do you? Yeah. So I do. What's that. the significance of? Uh, it's anti-violence message. So okay. it's to do with um, uh, in, uh, um, anti-violence against uh, uh, women and children. Yeah, right. So it, as a as a blokey bloke, you get your nail painted. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't like red, you can also do blue. So yeah. if you, you know, okay. don't want to be totally emasculated by red, you should do glitter. Glitter. I'll yeah. do glitter. Do glitter. Yeah, like I'll do that. Like full gold. Just one though. Yeah, just one. <laughs> just one. Just one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would look great. But you, but you do two different hands. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't do anything to this hand. Mm. I just get these ones put on. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. Oh, so, they're, 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 so they're like acrylics? Yeah, so they like glue things onto my fingers. That's I was mad. actually, I was playing a festival down at... Um, Perisher. So you do use a pick, you just like well, wear them. Well, it's just my nail, yeah. <laughs> They're a part of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I was playing a festival down at Perisher mm. and I just got them put on and they, like I was playing and it was like super cold, obviously. Like mm. it was the biggest snow in like years or something. Mm. I don't know, everyone was frothing about how much snow there was. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, was uh, this year, yeah? I hate snow, so um, I was not frothing about it. I love the snow. Yeah, it was this year. Do you? Oh, yeah. Crazy thing. Anyway, so I was I playing. I love the sun as well. I like it all. Oh, you like it all? Yeah. You just love life. Hamburgers, cigarettes and beers, man. I love it all. Snow. Yeah. <laughs> snow. <laughs> I was playing in Beaches. the cold and like they started, to, like they snapped off. Mm. And I was like, this is not, this isn't great. I don't Shit. know whether they were like frozen or like. Yeah, it would have been brutal from the, the temperature, I'd say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, I don't know much about snow. Yeah, no, I'll be going to like, uh, I'll be tapping into my science mind there. I d- dare say it's to do with the viscosity of the acrylic. Okay. So uh, yeah. in hotter temperatures, it'd be more like um, soft and colder temperatures, it would be more hard. Okay. More brittle, yeah. Because I was a bit angry at my nail lady, but maybe I should just be angry at snow. Well, maybe you shouldn't have just burnt that place down so quickly. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah. I've got to stop firebombing nail salons when I get pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, yeah, but just like melted acrylic just like yeah. pouring out the door and, yeah. yeah and like oh it turns out it was the viscosity of my acrylics damn it <laughs> should have look, looked it up <laughs> so maybe you should maybe you should try these nails out oh I don't know if I could do acrylic no I don't know if I could do that okay yeah I'm, I don't know because I bite my nails and okay yeah yeah I'm I bite a, my nails too I'm an, uh, I don't know I'm a nervous wreck when it comes to that sort of thing I guess <laughs> Um, I don't know why I laughed at that. I apologize. No, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's usually when I'm editing and I'm thinking a lot. I'm like, okay, just yeah, okay. doing that. Um, yeah, I guess it, I guess it's a bad habit. I should cut it out. Editing is super hard, though. Like, I can understand why you would bite your nails down that far mm. because I've tried. I mean, like, I've you know, I've done a bit. I'm not. I'm by no means very good at it. Mm. Um, Oh, we were just talking about that video clip before for my song May the Fourth, mm-hmm. and I edited that video. Oh, you did that one, the yeah, Star Wars one. That's yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah, rock that for a bit, Misty. It's um, I love this song. Dance moves in it, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. There we go. This is a great clip. So you edited this? I did. And you um, we so filmed you- it. Yeah, we filmed it in a um, in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. I hired a projector. Projector, like, I was about to say you've done a projector on that, yeah? Yeah, for like 150 bucks or something. And then I just got a bunch of space videos and just proceeded to be a bit of an idiot in front of the <laughs> <laughs> in front of the images. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, it was a great clip. Thank you. It was I, a great clip. Yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. It's pretty It's pretty cute. Um, but I actually, like... Uh, it definitely blew up online as well. Rush. Yeah, I think, you know, like... It's about, you know, not knowing anything about Star Wars, but it has a bunch of Star Wars references in it, which speaks to Star Wars fans. But it You also actually do know about to, Star Wars. <laughs> I don't, like, I really don't. I mean, like, I know like, everything But you're happy to go on a date, though. You have to go on a date and watch Star Wars, though. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's the message I, mean, I, I got. Like, yeah. I know you like Star Wars, but I, I, would can, do I it. can like Star Wars, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched all the movies now. Mm. Um, I still don't understand anything about them, really. Like, There's not much to understand, really. Is there not, though? It's like, um, I don't know, it's like a space version of Lord of the Rings, really. I don't okay. know. Okay. Well, um, I do like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, they're very much the same thing, really. Yeah, They're right. a fantasy, it's a fantasy journey, right? Okay. And it's in this world that's not real. Yeah. All right. But, like, why don't they name the episodes in the order you're supposed to watch them? Um, because when they, I actually know this. Okay. Um, the reason that they did episode uh, four, five, six first. Yeah. So the first three episodes are four, five, six. Okay. Is because when they looked at the saga, because it wasn't a trilogy to begin with, it's a saga. It's nine books, right? Okay. Ten books, I think. Yeah. They looked at the first three books and they go, 
That's a shit story. Okay. We can't make that. <laughs> but story four, five, and six are really good. That's where the action is. Okay. You know, this is where he, this boy goes on a journey and then discovers that his father is like the, you know, the, you know, the the chief crack dealer in the galaxy, right? Like. <laughs> 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 Why has no one explained Star Wars to me like this before? <laughs> but that's what it is, right? I know, I know, crack dealers. I can understand. There's heaps better, heaps better. Well, why do you think he's like got that suit on, man? You know? He's, oh yeah, he's true. Been, he's been way too heavy into it. It's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive <laughs> habit. It really fucks your body up. Um, <laughs> uh, I had oh, I just just quickly, I had this gig last night. Um, where this table, I, I play a lot of covers gigs still. Mm. Uh, a lot of weddings and things like that because, oh, yeah. you know, got to pay gotta the bills. The, you got to feed the monkey, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, in my case, the monkey is my two dogs. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I had this gig last night and this group of people came in and uh, I'm not making any assumptions about them, but they came in and they had lots of drinks and they shared uh, one plate of ravioli between six people. <laughs> <laughs> and then on they, the way out, they, they weren't threw... Too famished, huh? uh, no, they threw $50 at me and I was like... All right. This is great. Okay. It's the first time I've had money thrown at me. That's good, though, because that's like the whole, like, you know, piano man deal. Put some bread in my jar, baby. Yeah. You know, I was into money. it. Yeah. I was in, uh, and then I was a bit mad that I was into it. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, that's okay. It's good. That's, look, it's, it's better than applause when people throw money at you. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I don't, people don't applaud me at that gig anyway. It's, it's a restaurant. It's very much like so, a background. So, yeah, loungy sort of Yeah, I play setup, jazzy yeah. versions of popular songs mm. um yeah and i'm just like in the background sometimes i don't really even like stop between songs i'll just like keep going so people don't have to like put their knife and fork down and like anyway you know. yeah and i just like it is what it is well I'm, I'm, a, I'm a clapper I'm are you? Cla- yeah i'm a i'm a i'm always clapping yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> piano players in, in wine bars you I'll know cla- that guy that he's shit. always clapping yeah 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 yeah, yeah. like um yeah yeah, you know, piano players and wine bars, man. I'll totally clap for that stuff. Yeah, yeah right. Totally. Okay, I, well, I, I like that. I like an artist at work, man, because it's hard. Yeah. People don't realise how hard it is. Yeah, that's right. You and know. I guess you would know that as well from being an artist yourself. Like, it's it's always different when you go into a, a setting like that and you've been the person mm. in the corner playing the songs. Like, you know. Yeah. You know what's going through their head. Especially when the shine's worn off as well. So, you're there, you know, because there's a moment where you go, oh, okay, so now I'm a performer. I'm getting paid as a performer. This is yeah. fantastic. Mm. And then the shine wears off that. And you're like, oh, man, so much work. Okay. So, um, you still get the, you know, you still get buzzes from certain gigs, but you don't get the same buzz from every gig. Oh, for sure. It's it just it definitely how, feels life. like, you know, a job. Mm. Um, yeah. Someone said to me a while ago, like, you know, I was kind of just like, I was talking about what I was doing that night, and I was like, oh, I've got to go play this gig, and blah, blah. And they're like, well, that'll be fun. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it is what it is. And mm. they're like, well, don't you have fun, though? And I was like, well, yeah, like I do, but not always. And yeah. they were like, well, that makes me sad. I'm like, well, it's yeah, a job. It's a job. Like, it's a job, you know. Um, I do enjoy my job, but yeah. it's still It's a know, good it's job, but it's still yeah, a job. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, a, it's a good job, but it's still a job. That's yeah. what people forget. They go, oh, they, oh, I just wish I could be that guy on stage doing this thing, you know? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, but do you understand what, what what they went through to get there? To get there, yeah. You know? And there's still such Well, a... he's probably had four hours sleep, man. Yeah. Like, he's, he's knackered. Yeah. And now he's got to jump around on stage and make everyone happy. Yeah. I feel, I feel very lucky that I have, um, you know, family and... Um, my parents are super understanding of what I do and my mum is a big reason why I actually um, 
you know, followed this path and, and made made a career out of music. Mm. But I that there's so many people that don't have that and, you know, spend like mm. Christmas lunches like fielding questions about like how do you make money? How do you oh, that's fine. Are you still writing your little songs? Are you doing Oh you doing yeah, yeah, your, your little songs, your that little, little music songs. thing that you're yeah. doing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good that you're still Yeah, we get you know. that as well, like 'cause we do the we do the festival. Like are you still running yeah. that little festival of yours? Yeah. You're and like, you're like, it's actually quite a mammoth thing. Yeah, it's quite a big thing. It's amazing. Yeah. And people are just they love like it. And, yeah. it, and it's growth that's coming out of it, man. Yeah. You know, people are entertained. Yeah. But you know, it's a, it's just a matter of not being in the scene, I guess, and not really Understanding the work that goes into it. Yeah, but I guess, well, like, what is the scene? You know what I mean? Like, mm. you go, you can go, everyone will go straight to an A-lister idea of mm. what a film or what a song is. If yeah. it's not on, if it's not on this top 100, if it's not, you know, on the first, you know, top 10 on Netflix, then you're not in. Yeah. You, you, then that's a very small space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything goes into that. An analogy I use is back to graffiti, actually. Yeah. Like, people look at a, a mural and go, that's beautiful. I love that. And they mm. go, on these tags on trains, I hate that. Yeah. And like, well, what? how do you think that one came about? Yeah, that's that right. Because that kid started tagging on trains, man. Yeah. You may not like that grittiness. Yeah. But that grittiness, that that, that is the grassroots of art. Yeah. yeah um, that, that artistry starts from a gritty place. Yeah. From it, the urge to make something. Yeah. Yeah. It literally comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And that nowhere space is, is usually a bit rickety to begin with. Yeah. Like playing and singing at the same time. Like you would have had a moment where you eventually put those two things together. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember what song it was actually. Mm. Um... It was Tracy Chapman, Give Me One Reason. Okay. Yeah. So I had like, uh, it just melted my brain. I think I was in like, you've got to separate, you've got to separate your mind, you've got to separate your mind, right? Because you're using yeah. your hands and you're thinking about, okay, so I'm up to this chord and now I need to um, harmonize with that. Yeah. And it's really like, hard. it's it's weird to think about it now because, you know, I guess it's it, it comes as something that's second nature to me now, mm. but it wasn't like that. Mm. For a long time, and I remember sitting there like trying to learn this. You know, it's a twelve-bar blues. Yeah, yeah. it's a twelve-bar. It's like, a good place to start, though. Really yeah, is. but you know, like I was trying to get that bass note in, like that. Dun, dun, da, dun, da. And it's quite a complex rhythm for someone who's not used to playing guitar mm. and singing together. And like, yeah, once I could do that, I was like, yeah, this is cool. I think I can do more things now. So yeah, it opens up the world, right? Yeah. But you had to go through, you had to learn how to sing and learn how to play guitar and then put those two things together. Yeah. And I and imagine... I'm still learning how to do those things every yeah. day. Like... I, mean, I guess my point is it comes from a it comes from a place of innocence. It comes from a place of nowhere. Mm. It comes from a place of, um, uh, you know, a grassroots idea. Yeah. Where um, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And everyone's going to criticize you. And yeah. then you realize that your own worst critic is you. Like, mm. you're... Like, I'm my own worst critic. Yeah. I really am. Um... Uh, I won't. Sometimes I worry about what other people think, but usually I remember like that I don't care. Yeah. Usually I remember <laughs> that I don't care. I'm doing this for me because I guess like as well like being an artist is it's selfish and selfless because you okay. because you're doing it for you, right? You like you want to feel good playing music. You mm. want to feel good painting this picture, or you want to feel good making this movie or doing this performance. Mm. Um, but the reason that you're doing it is in order to entertain somebody. Yeah, so, for sure. So that's selfless, right? You go through all of that work to make someone feel good. Yeah. But you also go through all that work to make yourself feel good. So I find that it's a par- like artistry is a, is a paradox. Yeah. It's selfish and selfless at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting to see how that eventuates in different settings. Like, mm. I, I would say that where I thrive the most 
is on stage, like performing mm. with an audience. If I have an audience to play with, mm. I'm so happy. You know, I really love, I love telling my stories. I love connecting with people like that. You put me in a studio to record my music. Mm. I, can't, I just like, it's it's not the same. Yeah, it's I a get vibe. super anxious about recording my own music. I play, like I do a lot of sessions for other people, singing mm. on other people's songs, playing on other people's songs going in as like a writer, whatever. Yeah, hide, I can work yeah. on someone else's stuff. Like, easy. I love being the hide love gun. The hide yeah. gun's fun, yeah. It's great. That's great I go work. in to record my music. It happened last week. I did, you know, I did eight takes of the start of it and I was just like, oh, I cannot. Like, I just had to leave it and like come back. I was just... Yeah, it's quite... You've got to be brave with yourself with those moments. Yeah. You really do because it's, it's so reflective and you're like, oh, this is horrible and you go, I can't judge about it this way. It's just mm. beginning. I need to... I need to nut this out. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. it's like anything. And, and that's, you know, I guess I'm still realizing that is that like working in a studio mm. is something you have to practice. Like recording in a studio is something you mm. have to practice. It, you're not just automatically good at it. Yeah. No, know? it's a different, it's a different kettle of fish as well, especially when you're doing multiple parts. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, especially I remember the first time I got introduced to a click track. Oh, yeah. Like, blow your mind. Yeah, I'm like, shit, this is <laughs> a whole like, different game. I haven't practiced any of this like this. I just I just feel it. I just go by feel and now I've got to count. I just feel the music, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know guys that do click tracks on stage, man. You know, the yeah. drummers that just run to a click track. I'm like, yeah, but don't you... Yeah. Don't you... How can you get lost in the moment if you're stuck on a click track? They're like... Well, this is the song. This is how yeah. it's got to be performed. Yeah. I think you just have to treat it as another band member, you mm. know, eventually. Like, mm. it, it is the most important one because it doesn't change. It doesn't adapt to whatever you're doing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's the same. It's like, it's just something that you practice and get good at. Mm. It's just part of the job that people but, don't realize, yeah, you well, know. It's, not day, it's another though. one. If, yeah, it is though. It is like, because if yeah. you record a track without a click track mm. and then you're like, okay, that was nice and organic. That was great. And you go... You, you can't duplicate that exact moment again. Mm. It will always have different nuances and differences to it. Yeah. When you start learning a click track and then you start putting that music together, you're like, oh, this is good. Yeah. This is really coming. It really ties it all together. It is imperative. Yeah. Like you have to do it. Yeah, yeah. It does make Otherwise things Otherwise, you're doing easier. a light album. Yeah. I mean, mm. and there's, there's a place for that, for sure. Mm. Like, And some of the most beautiful songs... Um, Recorded songs have just been, you know, one-offs that will never be repeated, that can't be overdubbed, that can't mm. be added to. And that's cool. But, like, yeah, you know, yeah, click tracks. Yeah, those <sighs> click tracks, yeah. They'll get ya. They'll get ya. But it's good, though. It's a good thing to look like. That's just another component of it all. Um, but, the, I don't know, there's always a moment in a either in a, a studio or, a, or um, you know, uh, a rehearsal studio where I've been working with a band and we all have that moment where we all go, oh, we've all got it. We've yeah. all just clicked. Because mm-hmm. there's always that like sort of like foreplay getting to know each other when you with new you know, new musicians. Yeah. Because um, you've got to communicate, right? Drummer's got to communicate with a bass guitarist. Guitarist's got to communicate with a um, vocalist. You've all got to figure out your cue points. Yeah. And sometimes that's got to happen really quickly depending on your, you know, your gig and what's happening. Like you might have just had a last minute replacement in your band. You're like, yeah, but we've got the gig. We've got to go do it. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's like... You just got to trust your, trust your chops. Yeah, that's it. That's why I like being yeah, a hired gun. Love being a hired gun. Yeah. I, I love doing those, those kind of gigs. Yeah. Um, where um, I've been doing a few lately where I'm like doing heavy metal tracks for rap tracks. So there's these rappers that go, I want a heavy metal <laughs> track for this part of the song. Can you do it for me? I'm like, that's yeah, man. sick. I'll give it a go. Um, yeah. Uh, I love, love, love doing it though. I love using my voice. I just absolutely yeah. love using my voice. Yeah. It's nice to kind of find those moments where you feel like... You know, oh, that's what I'm good at. You know, yeah. I can come in and do this. 
Yeah. Uh, to go back to that theatre show that I've been doing, like, mm. I, I'm a real baby with theatre stuff. Like, um, I, you know, I was, I was in a really good position where a theatre company wanted to develop the idea that I had. Um, and so they kind of taught me a lot, like, during this rehearsal process. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot that I had to learn. Like, I didn't even know, like, really what the sides of the stages were called or, like... Stage you know, left. What is stage well, left? No, is it actually on the left well, or is no, it on the right? I only know it as prompt side and opposite prompt side now because that's what... That was the language that they used for okay. me. And then they would walk past and be like, oh, 20 minutes to beginners. Like, this is my director. 20 minutes to beginners, 15 minutes to beginners. And I had to stop him. I was like, I don't know what beginners is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, it just means, you know, you go to your spot where you start the show. I was like, oh, okay. And then they go, oh, yeah, good luck. Oh, we don't say that. Yeah, uh, no, we don't we, say we don't that. say good luck. Chook- You've got to say chookers, mate. It's yeah, all chookers. Little chicken wings. <laughs> but, you know, I felt dumb for a lot of that rehearsal mm. period. But, you know, then there was this really nice moment where we were trying to sort out the audio um, within the theatre. And uh, someone was like, Oh, it was the director, and he's super smart and a great guy to work with. His name's Leland Keane. He does a lot of stuff. Um, and he he was like, we were trying to work out the sound. He was like, oh, turn it up to, turn it up to fifty because we couldn't hear it. Mm. And I was like, that is not a thing. Like turning something up to, up to 50, fifty is not. Yeah, it's not a thing. Well, I know eleven. <laughs> turning it up to eleven is definitely a thing. <laughs> but that's like from a, a you know a mockumentary from like the seventies. Yeah. But um, you know, which I have to stop watching religiously. Um, <laughs> spinal Tap for you kids that don't know. Spinal what it is. Tap. Yeah. yeah. This is Spinal Tap actually. Yeah, but um, like it's just you know it was a really good indication. But how did it get of, up to fifty though? No, no, it was he just <laughs> wanted it up, but like you know he he didn't know the terms for that, and I didn't know the terms for theatre, so just like you know. It, it kind of reminded me what I was good at. Mm. And um, it also reminded me of how collaborative the arts are. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, especially in stage performance. It's a bit of an intersection. Mm. Um, I find that in film. Film's yeah, a bit of okay. an intersection of all art. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the uh, performance, uh, writing, directing, yep. um, uh, lighting, cinematography. Yeah. It's this intersection. Yeah. And um, stage stage work is that as well. Yeah. But uh, even being a muser, you brought it up before, like you have to be your own graphic designer. Right, you yeah. still got to have these intersections and understandings of different mm. disciplines to do your discipline. There's no one, you know, um, uh, master of a trade anymore. You've got to be a jack of all trades. Yeah, that's right. Especially in this modern era. Yeah, I was talking about it before. You know, the scene. What is the scene? Air quotations. The scene is everywhere yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally sure. everywhere. Yeah, like, you can't avoid the scene. No. Um, no, I, in fact, we've been spoiled by the scene. Like people are um, are so spoiled by free music. They're so spoiled by free graphics and, and free film. Yeah, that everything is so critical. Like, yeah, you, you can't miss a beat. But I think there's starting to be a shift back to that grassroots, that gritty feel. Yeah, so it has that authenticity. Yeah, when something is so staged and so well planned and so well executed. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the Mandalorian was really good. <laughs> but, I actually <laughs> watched it. I wa- uh yeah, I did. <laughs> Back to Star Wars. I know. No, here we go. Um, fifty million dollars an episode. It looked really good, but it's what? Yeah, fifty million. Really? Yeah, fifty million an episode. On what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a little film, isn't it? It's just a little. No, it, how, how much? What, where do they spend this money? I can tell you where they spend this money. Actually, well, you know how they do. They Here's do, the budget breakdown. You just pull it out. Well, this is how they do it, right? Mm. Um, because you know, like, okay, if you go back to like old James Bond films from you know Sean Connery days, yeah, when they do a driving scene, they put a car in a studio. Yeah. They might even put it on hydraulics, so it moves around. They will put a projector behind them and then shine a projector in reverse so that you can see it 
the yeah. opposite side of the correct way. Yeah. Now, that's how they used to do car chase scenes. Okay. Right? Because they'd have the guy and he would always be driving like this. Yeah. You know, he's got his hands moving on the wheel, clearly going in a straight line. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. Yeah, he's just driving, right? <laughs> and uh, they do these projection scenes. Yeah. And then that moved to green screen, right? So green screen's a really big deal, right? So you put a green screen, you can, you know, um, digitally impose a different background. Yeah, right. Mandalorian has now gone back and merged those two technologies together. Okay. So... Um, they have what they call perspective photography. So, um, okay, so you're the subject, right? Yes, behind, I always am. The, <laughs> I'm always... It, it's I always am. Scientists have done studies. They found the center of the universe. <laughs> I give you, uh, it's Crumble. me. I actually haven't checked what I'm looking like on camera. I don't know. I'm just like kind of slouching here anyway. Are you, you've lost a bit of headroom, but that's all right. I've lost what? Oh, have I? Yeah, yeah. I'm shrinking. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on a minute, guys. <laughs> There you go. All right, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We're okay, good. so I'm the subject. Oh, there I am. Okay, Hello. so um, uh, the background note. So if I move, if I move a camera around, you won't see the background change if you do a, a green screen, right? Because okay. it doesn't move. So what they've done is they've made a curved screen that, as you move, as the camera moves, the background moves with the camera. So it has a digital motion background. Wow. And uh, that costs a lot of money. Yeah, I can imagine that it does. Yeah, because they've got to do the um, CGI and building the sets, the, the digital sets, yeah. and then incorporate that with the literal set and then yeah. dress that set and then figure out the blocking and then figure out the camera movement to then figure out what the background's going to be. That and they all fun. move in unison. So as... And the good thing for the actors is they can actually see what... you know Because on a green screen actor like Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. When you've got... Um, uh, uh, Gandalf, you know, you, thou shall not pass. He's standing yeah. on a green bridge with a green background, and there's red dots everywhere. Yeah, I, I think even the staff was green. Like, Probably, right? yeah. Right, so he's he's got to really be a good actor. Yeah, there's nothing around him. He's all right. Yeah, he does all right. I can't, I can't, what's his name? He's a really famous. Ian dude. McKellen. Ian McKellen. That's it. <laughs> Told you, Lord of the Rings, my bad. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but now, if they were to do Lord of the Rings now, they'll use this um, Mandalorian technology. Yeah, and they can wow. actually see the sets. Yeah, okay. So they can now be more interactive with it. So it's more, um, uh, um, you know, attuned to, to actors in their environment. That's cool. Yeah, so that's why they're so expensive. But now you, you watch, like, out of that technology, there'll be a whole flow-on effect of different movies like that. Yeah, that's yeah. exciting. But Star Wars has always done that. Okay. Star Wars Phantom Menace, right? I'm not a big Star Wars fan, just by the way. I <laughs> really? Because you, this shit. you I sound, it. I sound like I am, but I'm not. Um, Phantom Menace was the first film shot on a digital camera. Really? Yeah, because before that, it was all shot on film. But if wow. you look at Star Wars, it was the first digitally printed film. Okay. So they digitally printed on film to make Star Wars. You know, so they'd shoot. Oh, okay. So they still on, had the film like in the cinema. Yeah, but they, okay. would pr- but they would print over the top of it. Wow. And layer over the top of it. You know, you know, film printing, right? So that was a big thing. It took months and months and months to do just a few minutes, right? Yeah. So that's how they do all the space, you know, uh, spaceship moving scenes and then, you know, put them in the backgrounds. And, and that's how they did that. So oh, Star Wars has sort of been one of those yardstick technology pushes in the film industry. Okay. And they've done it again with The Mandalorian. $50 million an episode. Go Star Wars. Very well put together. But yeah. it doesn't have, you know what I mean? But like, they can't, see, they even tried to grid it up by doing the Old West thing, you know, in the Old West on yeah. Tantooine. Yeah. I think they got that right. Is it Tantooine? I don't know. It's Tantooine. <laughs> the, sand, the sandy place that used to be watery. Um, yeah. Sandy, yeah. sandy water town. Yeah, it's true though. But like, if you look at, there's, um, like if you look at a movie called, um, you know the movie Heat? I don't know, maybe. It's a it's I'm a bank really ro- bad with movie names. Bank robbery movie with um um uh, Al Pacino and oh, okay. um, yeah. Robert De Niro. Right. 
because um, they've only ever been in two movies together. Okay. Uh, one was The Godfather, but they weren't actually in a scene together. So it's the only. Oh. So Heat is the only movie that they're actually in a scene together. Wow. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Well, that film was made from a TV movie. And when you watch the TV movie, it is badass. It is really... Oh, I thought you were going to say it's bad. <laughs> no, but it's really good. It's yeah. like stupidly good. But okay. it would have been shot for like 60,000 bucks. Yeah. You know, it would have been... and Which is a drop in the bucket for the some of these big production films, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it is amazing. Mm. Now, like, it does, but it has flaws and it has... It has blemishes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's when part you, of its charm, though. It's part yeah. of it. That's right. Yeah. And I think there's something like, don't get me wrong, Mandalorian's really cool. It's really great that they've got this technology and it's all pristine and really well put together. Yeah. But it doesn't have what, you know, these TV movies used to have or some things that are a little bit more gritty yeah, would have. Okay. Like, you look at Clerks, right? Yeah, yeah. Clerks is a black and white film shot from a webcam perspective in a convenience store. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's totally story-driven. Totally yardstick. That's a yeah. film that people will talk about still for another 30 years. Yeah, for sure. You know, so I think, yeah, there's something in that grassroots idea. And Clerks is a great example of that. That grassroots idea of, man, I've got this story. I just want to tell it. I don't care that it's going to... I'm going to do it in black and white because it's cheap, so I don't have to do the color correction. But I'll just yeah. make it... <laughs> but I'll play on that. I'll use it as a deliberate thing, you know? Yeah. It's and a, everyone's like, wow, that's so smart. Yeah, yeah it's so it clever. It's cheap. Yeah, it's it cheap, cheap, mate. It was bloody cheap, but it looks good. Yeah. It's the same with that with that Star Wars video. Like, mm. the only thing it cost me was... Um, uh, Petrol and the projector. Well, the projector, yeah. Like, the... You know, we shot it in a warehouse where I was renting an office. I rented an office to write my songs because I was like, I just needed a space that wasn't, you know, the garage that I was staying in. Mm. Um, the anyway. life of a musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, sta- so I was I like couldn't write in songs this garage, in this garage. I had enough. I had enough. Yeah, I had enough. It was just really dusty and like, you know, bad for the vocal cords and whatever. So I rented another garage and <laughs> yeah, the songs in there. But like, I rented a garage with a window. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, and you know, we were talking about another one of my music videos, Drunk Girl Vow. Yeah, Drunk Girl. Before. Can you pull that up, Misty? But th- this video... Obviously, this is very well done. Well, yeah. I mean, it was great. Uh, Sean and Gabrielle did such a good job and it was my kind of first experience of working with people who are good at filming things and editing things and... It's beautifully shot. No things. Yeah. And they did so much great work on the lighting and the colour palette. And, mm. um, yeah, yeah, totally. It's got a nice... Te- like, say, so yeah, the colour palette there, the texture. But it's funny because this video didn't get the reaction that the Star Wars one got. No. You know what I mean? And it kind of like makes works. me think about that grassroots, you know, something about the Star Wars one is kind of mm. shit, you know? Like it's a little bit... I don't think so. No, but like... I know what you're know, saying. I know not, what you're saying. It it's not made like... It doesn't have that high production value. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, not shit. It's just basic, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like a basic idea um, that works well. That's right. I, that's, that's, I love this, like I love this drunk girl video and I think I look... Super hot in it. Um, <laughs> just it looking at it amazing. now, I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, girl. This better be on the uh, page train right now. We've got this for line, she says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on the internet girl. again. <laughs> um, you know, it's and it was bad. such a fun experience and it's a great video. Um, but it's it's very polished, you know. Mm. And maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah, with I think how so. it was received. Well, may, maybe, maybe so, maybe not. But I think there's definitely something in that. Mm. And even looking at Star Wars, right? Star Wars was this project that they told you know George Lucas like this is never going to go anywhere. Really? Yeah, he got told that he was a fool. Got told that you're waste like you're going they're going to cut your budget. You're going to lose okay. all your money. Interesting. Um, ended up putting his own money into it. Like, you know, and that's what I like about those sort of things, those kind of stories, you know. Yeah. Like I heard this, you know, speaking of which, like, you know, someone like uh, Tom Hanks, for instance, mm-hmm. 
shoots Forrest Gump. Yeah. Everyone has seen this film, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen Forrest Gump? Yes. Oh, yeah. Thank God. I said everyone has seen this film. So <laughs> he nearly kicked me out. <laughs> he nearly did. Get out of my studio like, until you what? watch Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when they were making Forrest Gump, you know the running scenes? Yeah. So they, he, he, he goes, um, runs on the lakes, runs through the, you know, the um, uh, Death Valley. Yeah. And they wanted to cut those scenes out of the movie. Right, because they go, you're at the end of your budget. You can't spend any more money. But that's the whole thing. Yeah, but is it? It's oh, well, only, I don't know. Yeah, but you think about it, it's know. only a little scene, right? But we're talking like four shots. Yeah. But he runs up the lake, and he um he runs yeah you know, he he runs across a mountain ridge, you know these really picturesque, expensive locations to go and shoot, and they go, yeah. that's a million dollars that we don't have. Right. So Tom Hanks went. I'll put my own money into it. Yeah. But I want shares in Forrest Gump. And they go, yeah, but we don't think the movie's going to do any well. Anyway, go for so it. So we'll give them to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. But how good is that, right? Yeah. And you can go, yeah, well, that's a polished film. But that there was an artist there that's gone, nah, that movie won't be that movie without yeah. those four shots. If yeah. you take those four shots out, it's not that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sort of goes hand in hand with that idea of grassroots. So it's a grassroots idea in a polished environment. Yeah. So I think a polished thing can totally work if it's got heart and if it's got, you know, if it's if it's got that um, that zeitgeist, you know, connection. Yeah. I think maybe perhaps that's why the Star Wars one did better. It's because it's got yeah, that zeitgeist yeah. connection. Yeah, for The other sure. one's this polished, refined thing and the, the, the message in it is about this, uh, it's about a young girl that's like, you know, getting drunk. <laughs> Killing a teddy bear Isn't that what happens You kill the I teddy mean, bear I mean it's more about How you turn into a child When you drink Well I used to Anyway I still do um, Yeah I mean I probably do To some extent I, I'd like to think I'm a little bit more Responsible now um, But yeah also Like I guess The way I was feeling When I made that video mm. And when I made The Star Wars one mm. The way I felt about Who I am About my body About a lot of things That you know really influence how you make art Mm. and as much as you try to keep those things out of the thing that you're making like it just it seeps in Mm. you know and like i can see it when i watch that drunk girl video just then i can see how insecure i was at that Mm. point you know i remember being so particular about my hair and my makeup what i was wearing Mm. and then you know the star wars one i got i got home from a gig at 12 i think and we were like are we going to shoot this video and my partner's like yeah i guess like let's go and do it and we shot it at one o'clock in the morning yeah Yeah, we we got to the warehouse one o'clock in the morning and shot till three and they were like that'll do and then we went to japan the next day (laughs) i'm on the plane to japan just editing this video like because it had to come out Two days later, I mm. think, because it was because of the dates, it had to come out on May the third. Whatever. Anyway, May the fourth. Yeah, but it had to come out. <laughs> it had to come out on May the third because it's a Friday, and the, uh, the, everyone was like, "You need to release it on the Friday because <laughs> if mu- music gets released on the Friday, you can't do it on the Saturday." And I was like, "Well, but that's it's May the fourth. So I the was like, gimmick. "How? Yeah, it's the gimmick name. Yeah, so it came out on May. It's the called 3rd. Star Wars. Did you see the title? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen it? Who's seen There's layer buns. The <laughs> There's space things. There's popcorn." <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess like when I made that video, I was I was in more of a space to be like, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. It's gonna be, you know, it is whatever. I mean, it totally blew up. Like I remember it did, like because I, you know, even though I don't like social media, I'm on it all the time. Yeah, um, I really am. We I've all gotta, are. I got to stop doom scrolling. I'm a doom scroller. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to get rid of that. Yeah, it's just unhealthy. Yeah. Well, like, um, yeah, I just like seeing the 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 um the good guy getting, you know, sticking it to the man. Yeah. 
you know, and, Car- and Karen's been put in their place. Like, oh yeah, that's I, it. Yeah. Oh, you them. are you like a commenter? Like, do you like no, to no, have little? No, no. I'm a I'm a voyeur. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, all right. Good to know. How do you feel about that, Misty? <laughs> Well, not that kind of voice. <laughs> all of it, uh, all of it. No, I like to. I, I like to watch things on the internet. I don't like to comment, and yeah, I don't read. Okay. I don't generally read comments. Yeah, generally I don't. I commented once, um, and uh, I just got into a massive fight in my mm. in my messages. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't responding to the fight. Like this woman was fighting with me and I was just like, yeah, no, we get those. Yeah. But it just kept going. Like it just kept, and my comment was so small, you know, Mm. I just, I feel like some people just want to have a argument. They want the confrontation. Yeah. Yeah. We've had, um, yeah, we've had a a troll or two attack us once or twice. Really? Yeah. What do they say? Oh, the worst one we had was, um, we did, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, we did like we have this. Um, we have certain posts that are really important through the year. Okay. Uh, one of them is the awards announcement uh, for all of the filmmakers that won a, a prize. You know, okay. the, be- the best in the West award, the best student film, um, audience choice award, and now we have a music video award. By the way, oh well, yeah, you should. Uh, Let me just pitch you some things. Yeah, just send, enter those uh, into those clips in. You, you know, they're pretty old now. Do I have to make new ones? No. Oh really? No. All right, rock and roll. Yeah, if it's, if you Cash made in. it, you made it and cash in. <laughs> You got, it's got a tie to Western Sydney in some way. You can do it. Yeah. I went to Western Sydney Uni. That counts. That totally counts. You're Beautiful. an alumni. Yeah, right. So you have these posts that you do and you have oh, yeah. someone comment on. Yes. They hijacked our... Because um, uh, it's one of those posts that it's like, good on you, everyone. You guys did a really good job. We're so proud of you. And someone hijacked that post. That post. Yeah, going, oh, you guys are supposed to be diverse. You're supposed to be this. You're supposed to be that. And we're like... Well, one, we don't really, I know it sounds terrible, it's not terrible, like, we've actually gotten pats on the back for being diverse, and we always yeah. tell those people that we're not that either. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're promoters of art, we don't care who makes it. Yeah, that's right. Like, it, it just, like, you yeah. don't have to throw a stone too far in Sydney to mm-hmm. be diverse, like, it's not something that you have to be conscious of. Yeah. If you just be honest about yeah. people's art, um, it doesn't matter if it was, you know, it was a female black director that made this movie. It's a good fucking movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. We didn't go, oh, man, this is a good movie to promote because this is going to get us tick boxes here. That, that's yeah. that's a silly way to do business. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of, um, I know a lot of songwriting competitions will have you enter anonymously. You know, yeah. obviously, if you're singing the song, you know, like, but, you know, not everyone who writes songs sings their own songs. So, like. Yeah, that's true. Um you know, songwriters will enter songs that other people, that other artists have performed. But mm. yeah, a lot of them uh, are anonymous. Yeah. So that, you know, hopefully that that kind of doesn't sway the decision. But, you know, yeah, yeah it's a really difficult situation to navigate. And I'm, I'm sure... It is. It is difficult. People. But again, though, people like hop on that as a, um, as a lever to create turmoil. Yeah. You know? Oh, that is such a good term. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not telling to... you. I'm going to steal yeah, it. Yeah, steal it. Just steal it. A lever um, to create turmoil. Yeah, it is. A Can I write that down? Yeah, Keep yeah. talking. Yeah, no, it's a lever to create turmoil. Just texting my friends. Because they want. Well, they want to. Because when they hijack a post, they want to take the energy that you've promoted, and they want to put the spotlight on them. Yeah. It's generally how a troll will work. They want the attention. And what I learned through that experience is when you get a troll, just block them. Just mute. Yeah. You're not, you're not being con- a constructive part of the conversation. Yeah. Unless you're doing something that's controversial. Mm. If you're doing something that is designed to ruffle feathers, yeah, let the conversation unfold. For sure. Of course. Yeah. I'm not saying um, a freedom of speech issue here. Yeah. I'm saying 
No, this is just a post to say that people one man. Like, you don't need to yeah. be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like standing out the front of a church going, you know, um, uh, you know, being an atheist. You know, yeah. you have a right to be an atheist, but you shouldn't really go in there and start going, oh, this is all bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> What's with the suit, man? Just imagine, wear all clothes. Yeah, imagine. imagine. But it's the same sort of thing. So it's just not... Like, you, yeah. you have the freedom to do that. Yeah. But the thing, the funny thing asshole. is, like people, people won't do that in real life. No way. People are so brave behind computer screens. Oh yeah, keyboard like, warriors, man. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. things people say to each other. I don't know. Do you have like a neighborhood Facebook group here? Uh, yes, we do actually. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but like I live in Cranebrook. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so good. It is amazing. I've got a couple down where I am. Um, <laughs> one is called. <laughs> Oh, one's like the Farnborough Heights community page. Mm. But the other page that I follow is called What's That Bang in Dapto? <laughs> <laughs> Pull that shit up. I want to see that. I think it's called What's That Bang. What's That Bang in Dapto? Yeah. And well, people, uh, you know, people just post like, what was it? Did anyone hear that bang? Did people post that here in Cranebrook? Like, are they like, did yeah. anyone hear that noise? Like, did anyone see well, those? We, we often have a... Um, is um, it What's That Bang? Is it? We, they call it the ghetto... Dapto Random bang identification. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we got uh, the... Gosh, hey, Dapto, what's that bang? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm amazed. That is fantastic. Yeah, so... Um, no, ours is like the Cranebrook Neighbourhood Watch. <laughs> okay. And um, we often have like a police helicopter that flies around. Yeah. And uh, they call it the um, the ghetto bird. Okay. So the ghetto bird. Ghetto bird. Yeah, the ghetto bird showing up oh again and God, there's people filming so it. Um, there's people that run around here on uh, motorbikes... Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was, I was following a dude up the road the other day. Just he's doing a wheel. You know the road that you drove up. Yeah, did a wheelie all the way up as I'm following what? behind him. Like this is a mad place to live. Did you post it on the group? Well, no, I did. Do, there's one. There's one I did. You know those little cars. You know those little cars, right? The the for kids. Oh that, yeah. They got little, one steering wheel, yep. but they look real. Yeah, like um, little battery ones, whatever they are. Not like even a battery one. Just a, a push one where you would run with your feet. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah. It looked like a Jeep Cherokee, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was on the side of the road, and someone tagged it as if it was a bombed out car. <laughs> And I photographed it and I posted it and people were like, oh, it's such a shame that people are damaging cars. I'm like, look closer, man. It's oh, not actually... Oh, so good. Yeah. So there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens around here. Yeah, cool. Um, I, the, the, I think the one that really stands out for me was someone was trying to sell um, uh, a Makita drill set. Yeah. But no charger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Charger not included. I'm like, sounds legit. Yeah, okay. Full on. Oh, do you know what? There was like a big Aldi, like, do you remember when Aldi were doing like these uh, lawnmowers and whippersnippers and mm -hmm. stuff? So like- We're very aware of uh, uh, the Aldi sales every okay, week. Okay, yeah. Well, I get the catalogue, by the way, if you're an Aldi checkout chick or dude. Are you sponsored or no? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> hey, actually, I, I could take that Hey, Aldi. Aldi. <laughs> Shop me, smarter, whatever you... Give me a like box of that Aldi good, brand different. chocolate. Oh. oh, better, good, different. <laughs> um, so they had the they had the um, lawnmowers and whippersnippers, but then they stopped making the batteries. Mm. And what happened was there was just this big like black market for the batteries, you know? <laughs> they were so expensive. And like the community groups were just blowing up like, anyone got some batteries, I'll pay double the... It's like... It's just crazy. I can just know? imagine some like, you know, um, Yugoslavian dude with a big gold chain, <laughs> hairy shoulders. It's like, if you want the battery, want the that's battery. $400 for Hurry battery. 
Move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you so. want to do the mowing, I'll show you how to do the mowing. You buy the car. Yeah, big business. Yeah, yeah. Big, big battery business. <laughs> big battery business. <laughs> Actually, I, might, I do confess, though, um, with the uh, Audi um, uh, shopping, sometimes I do the... Because I have different themes every week. Do you know this? Like, like, because you're talking about the garden. Oh, I thought you said you have different themes. No. I was like, oh, cool. Oh, wow. They do have different themes, yeah. Yeah, they do like gardening week and then they do like, you know, gyms, weights yeah, and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, um, oh, what was it? What was it? The, um, what was I talking about, Miss Ding? You know what I was talking about? <laughs> I was wondering where you were going. No, no, no. They have. <laughs> Oh, no, music gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so every time the music week shows up, I'm like, okay, I, see, I need some mic stands okay. and I need, um, well, anything that's like, if you go to the Muso shop or if you buy it online, you go, okay, so a mic stand might cost me 30 bucks, but if I go to Audi, I might get one for 15 bucks. Yeah. Are they good though? Like, yeah. do you have some? Yeah, yeah, that's one Is there. this? This isn't from there. No, no, that's from, um, <laughs> big shout out to DJ City. That's where I got oh, the stuff from. Oh, yeah. yeah. I D- love DJ City. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a bunch of stuff from there. Yeah, I got D- I go to DJ City for most of my gear. And I oh, say, so that's DJ City. That's DJ City. Yeah, cool. And the, all of the back stuff is um, streaming guys. Yeah, right. So I go through the streaming guys or Video Dragons, another place I go. Okay. Yeah. Always looking for a sale. Yeah, right. Especially Are you, um,. You have a lot of stuff in here. Mm. Are you like part of that forum gear sluts? No. <laughs> wow. I've got to joke. Oh, man, I'm learning so much today. Um, I've definitely got to be a part of that. But oh, look, I don't know. Like, I just, you know. Well, um, I know that like, when I buy stuff, right, um, it has to make money in some way. <laughs> I don't know what's going to come up when you search this. Yeah, this could be, uh, you know, hubbish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's a thing. Or maybe they changed the name because it was a bit like... Yeah, they are. They have. Um, oh, uh, Gear okay, Sluts is have. changing their name to... Gear Space. Gear yeah. Space. Okay. okay. Why? No. <laughs> Pussies. What are they doing? <laughs> Getting too much trolls on their funny Facebook. We're a space Just now. mute them, bro. Just mute them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about it, but I know that like you know people like to go on there and talk about gear things. Yeah, well, I'm there. I'm I'm usually the guy that you call when you've got okay. a gear problem. Yeah, right. So my computer's not working. Ross, can you help me? Oh, okay. Um, right. My desk isn't working. My sound desk isn't working. Ross, can you help me? Maybe um, you'd be a moderator on that forum then. I'd be good at it. You could get like I know a proper a lot of shit. Big... I know a lot have of you, shit. Do you have much experience with forums, like fan forums? Not really. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm, I think I'm. I'm one of those again, though. So in some ways, I'm introverted and otherwise i'm extroverted mm-hmm. and i think it's just one of the, you know that's one of the ways that i'm introverted okay um yeah. i'm a i don't know like looking into how to do vision switching and mm. editing um filmmaking yeah um, music production even how to record music it's all yeah. self-taught off youtube really yeah cool because there's, well, there's heaps of resources now totally totally accessible mm. um i have a i have a rule though with um uh how to videos okay jump 45 seconds straight in yeah, yeah, Don't because bother. they do all the ramble they stuff, ramble. right? Yeah, here we like, I know what you're doing. I'm like, that's why I typed it in. Like, I know that's why yeah, we're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is how you export from Final Cut Pro. Like, yeah, I know. Firstly. The reason, the reason that you'd want to export... Turn on your computer. <laughs> yeah, no, 45 seconds. Yeah, okay, that's a good tip. Yeah, just Hot click tip. 45 seconds straight in. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, you can teach yourself just about anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, one I'm working on at the moment is photo stacking. So, because I'm into astrophotography. 
Okay. I've got my new telescope is showing up soon. Awesome. Yeah, sixteen inch Dobstonian. Okay. Absolute monster this thing. Rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. I'll be able to, you know, um, uh, see the surface of uh, Jupiter pretty well with this thing. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's literally like that big. That's how wide it is. That's sick. Yeah, and it's about that's two meters tall. Wow. Yeah. Well, when I bought it, the guys like so. If you got like an observatory room (laughs) instead of like no, just the front lawn. I can observe from there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but when when you look at like uh, Hubble images, right? You would have seen Hubble space images before. Yeah. They're photo stacked. They're not one single frame. Okay. They're multiple frames that have been stacked together. Right. Um, for instance, if you... Like, Misty, can you pull up um, a uh, the uh, deep space image? Deep space image. Yeah, there it is. Like, pull one of those up. Any of those, right? So if you look at this image here, right? So this is a bunch of photos. Yeah, yeah. So that photo there, right? Once we pull it out, see if it, see if it, see if it's going to give us any grace. There we go. Just zoom in on that for us, Misty, with the control button there. Yeah. Control scroll. Control scroll. There you go. Control scroll. All right. See that picture oh, there? Yeah. Yep. So they're all galaxies. They're not stars. Oh, that hurts my brain. So every one of those dots there is a galaxy. And inside of those galaxies, mostly are the size of our galaxy, which is about 800 billion suns. Right. Yeah, cool. To get that image, Hubble, um, th- what they decided to do was point Hubble at a dark bit of space. Because they're used to looking at things that are bright. And they go, what if we point it at something that's dark that we mm. can't see? So what that photo is, is actually a million photos stacked on top of each other. So they've taken a, f- a million frames yeah. and they've run it through software because things will move. And yeah. they've realigned them all. And that's why they call it a stack. And then they flatten that image. So what I'm trying to figure out at the moment is how to do photo stacking through astrophotography. So take uh, multiple frames yeah, and then you can enhance the resolution of one single frame. And people argue that that's not real because what you're looking at there is not real. Like it's there. Like we know what that image looks like, but really it's a scientific um, instrument that has put a million bits of uh, light data together to form that one frame. It's actually not not a single photograph. Yeah, okay. So people will debate that. Well, that's not astronomy then. Like, well, it is really. It's yeah. just the tool is different. We're in a modern era. Like, if you go back 400 years, like Galileo was looking through a, a similar telescope that I've got now. Yeah. And he would barely be able to see Jupiter. Yeah. But now you can take a thousand photographs of Jupiter and enhance it and make it like full high resolution and that you can is see full Jupiter. On. That is crazy. But they've proven it's true because they've actually gone to Jupiter and photographed it and then they can go, yeah. oh, yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, that scientific. is Jupiter. That is Jupiter. <laughs> it does work out. So, yeah, but you can go and learn that on the internet. Yeah. You know, like, like what they're doing at NASA, you can go and figure out. Yeah. You know? So, you're not just getting the telescope to work out your horoscope then? <laughs> um, <laughs> people get that confused with me sometimes. They go, Ross is really into astrology. <laughs> oh, I know. I understand. Like, that no, separate. astronomy. Yeah, He's yeah. into astronomy. Actually, yeah. I am a Libran. I'm the only um, uh, star sign that isn't an animal. Okay. All I'm are, half. I'm a Sagittarian. Sagittarian, so yeah. You know, so it's like half horse. Is that half horse? A yeah. torn. Isn't that called a torn? A, a centaur. Taurus? Centaur. centaur. Centaur, that's the one. Yeah, with the arrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, the, 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 all the other star signs are living things, but the scales are the only things that are okay. living. Okay. So that's very separate for you. Like, you're not really into the... Kind of makes sense, really. If you're going to yeah. read my horoscope, like, I'm the only thing that sticks out, out of the whole society. I'm the only <laughs> thing that's different. And there's a whole, a whole bunch of us. Yeah. I don't know much about it. I... Um, I was drunk with my sister one night and we downloaded the CoStar app, which tells you mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. And uh, every morning it will send me a little piece of advice for the day. 
um, <clears throat> which is, you know, it's still something that's going on. I haven't turned it off yet. Well, I don't mind it, right? Because you can look at it di- two different ways, or well, maybe several ways. You can look at it as a, like a woo sort of thing, like there's this cosmic energy out there that yeah. that um, you were born on this day and Jupiter was in this position and it had a gravitational effect on the waters in your mother's womb and that's how you have your personality <laughs> today. You can look at it that way. You can look at it scientifically and go, well, Jupiter's gravity does have an effect on the Earth. Yeah. It doesn't have a tidal effect like as much mm. as the sun or the moon. Um, but you know, nonetheless, uh, we're all made of we're all made of water, and mm. the moon moves around the ocean. So yeah. why wouldn't it move us as well? Yeah, true. And, and you know, um, there's plenty of cycles that are set to the moon. You know, yeah. Um, uh, in in nature, all of these things are set by the tide. There is a scientific background to yeah. uh, the cosmic background. Yeah. Um, that th- that does exist. Okay. I think I live in the middle of that space. Like yeah. I enjoy the romanticism of, you know, um the idea of being born on a day and being born in an era. Like, for instance, like, um, you know, that's what eras are. So, so the, uh, how do I explain this? The sun wobbles and moves. Yeah. And the, the sun isn't stationary. Mm-hmm. Isn't, it isn't fixed in space. It's actually travelling like a comet. Yeah. And we're travelling around that thing yeah. that's travelling like a comet. Yeah. So the cosmic background changes over thousands of years. Yeah. And that's what an era is. So yeah. we're, we're currently in the era of Leo. Are and we? Yeah, so it will eventually move. So at the at the moment, um, the, the Southern Cross yeah. will point to the southern point of space, right? Yeah. And the reason they call it the southern point, northern point, is because we spin. The universe doesn't spin, but it looks like the universe spins, right? Yeah. But there's two poles that don't spin. They just spin like that. They're yeah, always right. in. They're always in the sky. But the other rest of the sky disappears and reappears and horizons and horizons, right? Oh, this is hurting my brain. So, the su- <laughs> but those, that southern point, like for instance, yeah. um, Polaris, right, is the North Star. Yeah. In a thousand years, it won't be the North Star anymore. Really? Because we're moving. Oh, it will yeah. no longer be the, the northern point of space. There will be another point. That's and crazy. That's, that's the next era. That's how, yeah, they, right. that's how they work out the eras, yeah. So, there is, so looking at it, there is a um, cosmological mapping of time. Mm-hmm. So, that's scientific. You can yeah. map time. Um, there's inaccuracies with it as of course, you know, leap seconds, leap years. There's, there's definitely corrections in that mathematics. Uh, June, Jul- uh, was it, uh, July and August, Julius Augustus Caesar had to add mm-hmm. in two months. Really cool story, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they had to erase 10 days cause they figured out the calendar fucked up. Hilarious. So the calendar, like the seasons were all out of whack. So they had to recalibrate <laughs> the year. So Julius like, what Caesar, have we done? <laughs> well, we're 10 days off the season. So yeah. he's gone the next 10 days don't exist. You don't have to go to work. You don't have to pay taxes. They don't exist. That's amazing. Yeah, apparently. Can they a, do that again? That'd apparently, it was a really big party. Yeah, I yeah. bet there was. Yeah, a lot of kids were born. Yeah. 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 Like not at the party, like not later. Later, nine yeah. months later. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently it was quite a debaucherous moment in history. Like, yeah. Wow. When, when Rome had ten days of nothing matters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think a lot of violence happened. I think it was all basically sex and drugs. Yeah. Okay. So I, I that's a shame because I've been to Rome um, a couple of times and I didn't know that about it and I feel like I would have seen it differently. Yeah, was, I've been to Rome as well. Like, there's a there's a few tricky things at Rome, like the Colosseum. is yeah. a little bit fake. Did you know that? No, don't tell me. What are you going to ruin it? No, well, you know how they got the walls and there's one wall that's really big and then it's crushed on the other side, right? Yeah. Apparently they built. 
the other wall up to make it look bigger. Oh yeah. Like that's not what it actually looked like. No. It was smaller than that. Yeah, they, I knew I knew that part of it. And they it. ran out of money, so they only did half of it. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Oh no, we got no money left. <laughs> we ran out of dosh, man. Yeah, it's a time, isn't it? Like seeing that seeing that stuff, like those big landmarks is just like it's crazy, but it's never like how you think it's gonna be. Mm. There's always so much more going on, heaps of people, oh, tours, and like. But again, this though, and that. but it's again with like... the woo feeling, right? Like I remember I was in a, um, I was in Budapest, right, or Budapest, mm. right? Budapest. Is that right, Budapest, mm. right? Um, we were in these baths, and I sat in the like where the alpha male would sit in the baths because yeah. this is where senators would sit down, Roman senators would sit down and talk business, right? I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's where the that's where the boss sits. I'm going to sit there, see what that feels like. <laughs> Got this brass tap that's pushing water over your back, and then it hits you. I'm like, wow, powerful people have sat here. Yeah. That have changed history. It had this feeling about it. Yeah. And that's the, that's where the woo comes into it. Mm. You can look at the historical value of it. You can look at the you know, the minerals in the water perhaps made the Romans crazy. You can look at the chemistry in that. These are all of these scientific measurements that you can bring to it. Yeah. But all of that really sort of brushes away when you realize the reality of all of that. Yeah. That's where the woo comes into it. And I think that's where I sit with that idea of astronomy and astrology. Okay. It's yeah. like, I like the romanticism of it. And there yeah. is a reality to that. And it's our perception on how we look at it. Yeah, cool. It's how we write history. Yeah, it's almost like you have a respect for what's come before and how that impacts you. Yeah, and what we can learn, yeah. right? What we can learn. And I think that's really important for now. It really sure. is. Right right now is a, such a volatile time. And we've we got the blinkers on. Everyone, yeah. We're all just like marching into oblivion together. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know we've got, we're in an energy crisis. We've got this bill that we've got to pay. Like we've had this yeah. really big meal called COVID. Yeah. It cost a trillion dollars. No one's talking about it. Yeah, I know. And we go, oh, we're not going to up taxes. We're not going to up yeah. taxes. Well, how the fuck are you going to pay for this? Yeah, yeah. Um, someone's got to pay for it, and it's going to be us. Like, yeah. It's going to be us. It's the taxpayer's going to pay for it. Yeah. But then you've got these wars that are happening around the world. They're very. Uh, what's going on now is very similar to what happened last century. Yeah. In the 20s. Mm-hmm. And then you have the 30s. And look what happened in the 40s. It didn't go really well. Mm. You know, there was a madman that tried to take over the world. Yeah. Who incorporated other madmen to try and take over the world too. Oh yeah, it's definitely a little bit of that going on. Yeah, it's heading to a place that's not great. Totally. (laughs) No, but here's the thing. This is what I say as well. Like, art is so important. Yeah. Because this is what voices these things. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people will talk about um, war being like the the driver of innovation, and I hate that idea. They go, well, look at avionics and radar and Mm. space exploration, for instance, was built off the V two rocket. You know, it's built off weapons of mass destruction to get into space, right? They're Mm. intertwined. But I don't think um, von Braun, when he built the rocket, had that in mind. Yeah, (laughs) I think he wanted to go to space. I don't think he. I don't think he wanted to blow up London. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't think the Wright brothers. Uh, you know, did their first flight and go, we could strap some bombs to this bad boy no, and, you know, cause some trouble. A, I feel like everything comes from a place of curiosity, you yeah. know? The, again, that in- innocence yeah. comes from a place of innocence. Yeah. And it's usually people that are really corrupt fuckers that change all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's where we're up to. That's where we're up to. Like the whole revolution, the whole digital revolution's happened, right? We've all got our own newspaper. We've all got our own TV station. Yeah. Like yeah. I've got a phone that can literally see through the earth to the stars that are on the other side. I have x-ray vision. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? But what do people do with the phones? They mostly send dick pics. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Take pictures of my own face. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my face. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my no, face again. Hashtag no filter. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what, and I think that's what we're doing at the moment. I'm really, I guess I'm, I'm a bit of a worrywart when it comes to that. And I hope, 
I hope that um, we are learning the lesson that the you know against the military industrial complex to the the movement of the hippie movement, the idea of connection. Yeah, and that's what the internet is. Yeah, but yet it's having an adverse effect that's making us disconnected while connecting us. Yeah, we're going through an adolescence that we don't understand. Yeah, and that's why it's called an adolescence. If we understood it, it wouldn't be adolescence. No, that's right. You know, we'd just be adults. You'd just be. You'd just be there. <laughs> you know, what's just, going on. we would have arrived already. Yeah, it's it's full on. Like it's you know, I feel like I'm in such a weird space at the moment as mm. I feel like a lot of other artists are mm. because you want to keep making your art and you want to keep posting about it, but there's so much bad. Like there's so many bad things that are going on. Mm. You feel you feel you know a bit like I shouldn't really post about these good things that are happening for me, mm. and that is like the worst reaction. Totally, you know, because you need to bring out. But those it's a strange feeling to have, right? Because you go, yeah. "Well, I'm going to be an artist, but should I be putting my energy to something else to mm. to to make the world a better place?" And then you realise, actually, I am doing that. Yeah, that's right. And it takes a little while to realise mm. that that art has a place in the world, and you know, like you, not just a place in the world, but it's important. Like mm. at that grassroots level, it yeah. like. You know, it gives and you something to hold on to. We, paint the, we painted the cave walls, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going, that wall is boring, man. Yeah. Let's paint it. Let's paint it. It's going to be good. It's going to look feature, way better. The first feature wall. <laughs> wasn't sponging metallics onto a solid color. It's yeah, historical. Yeah, it was a ox on uh, hallucinogens. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that meant something. Yeah, we were connected, right? Yeah, but it's, you know, like... At the end of the day, and what you know, what COVID has taught me, and what every like the last couple of years have taught me, is that at the end of the day, all you have is your craft. You know, mm. you sit there. It's you know, you're not working. I wasn't working. I wasn't working as a musician. You know, something that I'd built up, something that I had worked hard for. Mm. But you still have your craft, and what you do with that is important. And yeah. so, like, it's eventuated in this in this curiosity for See, me. See, that's pivot. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've pivoted. That's pivoting. I have. And I'm so curious about people now and I have so many more conversations Mm. that are meaningful and interesting and I'm not looking for anything in those. I'm just seeing what comes out of it that's inspiring. Yeah. And that can help me be creative. It's out of that nothingness. It's out of that place of innocence. Yeah. Because it's so, it really is. And that's why it's scary, right? Yeah. Because you were talking about being in the studio and being like, Shit, that's so nerve-wracking doing this, man. Because mm. I've got to get this part right, and then you, you, your own worst critic, right? Yeah. And that's but that's where that darkness is, that yeah. fear, because you're in the unknown. Yeah. You're in an sure. unknown space. And the first part of getting over that is realizing that it's a problem for you, obviously, which mm. I do, and it, you know, it's something that I'm working on because I really need to, like, I want to record, I want to have like a tangible you be in thing. The studio. Yeah. yeah, I do, but it's just you know, it's like it's this thing that I'm trying to overcome, whatever. Mm. Um. Yeah. So it's just. I feel like I've been a lot more honest with myself over the last year about what, you know, what I'm good at and what I need to work yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's the next stage. I think, yeah, I think you've really nailed it there. Um, about that honesty of oneself, I think when you become an artist, because t- we talked about it as well before, you know, when you're with your family going, are oh, you still doing mm. that little music thing that you're doing? Yeah. You know, and they belittle it yeah. and say, oh, that's not a serious thing to be doing. Yeah. And then you've got to tell people that it's a serious thing. Yeah. But the big, the person you've got to tell the most is you. Like, yeah, for sure. Declaring yourself as an artist mm. is the first step. Because mm. yeah. if you don't do that, yeah. you, you just call yourself a hobbyist or you, yeah. you, you don't ground it in a, in a definition. If you state that you're an artist, yeah. whether you're a good one or not, you, know, you don't have to be a good artist to be an artist. <laughs> like what's good though? Like what is... It's all subjective. And something, you know, it's great to be really bad at stuff. 
It's so good to be bad at stuff because you can only like, you know, get better at it then. It's like a really good place to be. Yeah. Well, look, I was at karaoke last night. I can definitely testify to that. There are some good parts. There are some bad parts. I, I discovered though with the karaoke, right? Like you've got three options at karaoke. Yeah. You can either be really bad at it and people will cheer you on going, you gave that a red hot shot. That was <laughs> way out of your range, but good on you. Yeah. You could be really awesome at it and go, wow, yeah. they really own that. They didn't even just duplicate like it as a cover. They sort of owned it in their own way. Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> you don't want to be the middle guy where it's a little bit okay. Oh, it's yeah. It's a little bit shit. Yeah. Because no one cares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Okay. 100%. Not impressive. I've, and it's not shit. Don't care. I've never <laughs> done karaoke. Oh, no, I did it once on a cruise ship. I did Spice Girls. Um <laughs> I'd blanked that Spice from my memory up. until just then. I think it was Every wannabe. boy, every girl. <laughs> yeah, I know the whole thing. Yeah. But um, I like yeah, Spice Girls. I don't know. <laughs> Karaoke. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a, it's a thing. Oh, it's definitely Good a on thing. on you for doing it. I've, been to, I've done it for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, like I say, anything with a microphone. Like, yeah. Whether it's Foley, voiceovers, singing, yeah. heavy You're metal. You're into it? I'm into it. Yeah, okay. I just love having a microphone. Yeah. Megaphone as well. Megaphones are great. I've never used a megaphone. Yeah. Have love... you got one? Yeah, I do actually. Uh, I think there's one over there. Somewhere. Yeah, there it is there. Up there. Um, All right. We'll I do got... it after. No, uh, I think the, 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 the still searching productions crew got me that megaphone. Oh, Yeah, because okay. when I'm on set directing, sometimes I'll have a shot list in my hand. Yeah. And I roll it up. Yeah. And I turn it into a tube and I'm like, all right, you over there? <laughs> They're like, you need one of these. And like, they got me a megaphone. I'm like, oh, I need a megaphone. Wow. That's I cool. I can't talk quiet, quietly to save my own life. I can't. Really? Like if we were in the jungle and we had to whisper, yeah. we're dead. I'm You're fucked. We're going to get us. I'm going to have to learn Auslan, man, because we're, we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Even no. Auslan can be quite loud, though. Yeah, it can you be. Know? Yeah. 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 And I was talking... Like- well, yeah, I was talking to um, uh, Dave O'Hardy. He does. Uh, he was um, a film director I had on last week. Oh, okay. He does Ozland. Oh, and really? We're talking about it. Yeah, it's called Syllabants. So you know when yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do all that. Yeah, there's people that make money from that. You know. Totally. All well, COVID was a big identifier for that. I had my favorite guy is the guy with the bun, the man bun. You know the man bun guy from Queensland. Oh, you know I don't what I'm know. talking about, Maybe. Yeah, no. The man bun guy. He got the sure. lucky bird poo on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, had, he was doing Auslan and a bird shit on him while he was doing it. And he was oh. like, oh. But it, was like, it wasn't just like a little bird shit. Yeah. Like it, it really backed one out like on him. Big, like a big, right? oh, like a... Substantial. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. that, that Ibis shit out an Ibis on him. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then they did an interview with him, interviewing Graphic. him with an Auslan interpreter. Yeah, interviewing, oh. interviewing him about about his mishap. Okay. Yeah, no, they <laughs> right. really they really came out. I thought it, I think it was funny. The first Auslan thing that they did during COVID, they zoomed in on the premiere. Oh, so like they had the Auslan next to them. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, like, oh, and they zoomed. Oh, oh, these, oh, let's cut it out. Oh, bloody deaf people! Oh, let's oh zoom in on that. Oh, <laughs> no one needs to see that. That's so <laughs> like oh, they kind of oh do need to God. see that. It's part of the. Why the there anyway? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah I didn't realize they'd done that. That's yeah, funny. the fir- the first the first uh, I remember seeing it the first because uh, you remember we we're all glued to the telly, right? Because we're like, wow, we're in lockdown. Cause, yeah, I wrote a song about it. Yeah. Well, th- see, that's oh, man. Frank, I did Frankie's right. Yeah. The week of COVID. Yeah. So, um, my guitarist had broken his arm in like six places. Okay. Was off for a year. So we did a hiatus. We went into writing mode. Yeah. He got back from that. We started writing, and then we got back on the gig trail again. Because sometimes okay. hard to, if you get off the gig trail. Yeah. Can be hard to get back in. Yeah. And once you're in, you got that momentum. You got those contacts again because like promoters yeah. are changed in Sydney like no one's business. Oh, for sure. It's yeah. a very fast moving you know, industry. Yeah. 
I think that's a really nice way to put it. Um, that is a very diplomatic way to put it. It's quite ruthless, really. That's well done. Uh, I, I like some promoters, by the way, if you're listening out there. But some There's a I lot don't. of good promoters. There There's is. heaps. Yeah, but there's also heaps. And that's that all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Promoters are just like a, a sound guy, really, you know? Yeah. Yeah, sound guys are never happy. Yeah. Have you ever uh, met a happy sound guy? My partner's a sound guy. Yeah? Um, but still plays can... music, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, that's the key. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, if they just do sound, it's... They used to be in a band and now they're just a soundie? Yeah. Yeah, it can be hard. That's a tough guy. Yeah. Nasty pasties. I've been doing a bit of sound recently. Oh, yeah? yeah. I run, um, oh, Kane Donnelly uh, from 1920, mm-hmm. um, who's the band that I'm playing with tonight at Lazotte's in Newcastle. I don't know why I'm promoting it. It's sold out and you're not going to see this. Um, <laughs> well, this goes it's to just, air. It's just goes habit. To it's just habit. Um, yeah, so he and I... Be there or be square. Yeah, be there. Um, <laughs> he and I run an open mic at uh, the Ryan's Hotel in Thoreau. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I it's every pub. Thursday. It's for three hours and people can just come down. I love There's that a, pub. That's yeah, a good pub. It's a good pub. Yeah. It's like where I've played like, my first gigs in songwriting competitions and stuff. Well, like, I like the real Ostomy in general. Like, I yeah. love that, that, part, of, that yeah. part of the world. It's really cool. But it's this little, you know, so I've been doing sound for that. Mm. Um, and I always do, I do my own sound for covers gigs and whatever because I have my own PA, like my own PA, whatever. Mm. Um, yeah, so i kind of been doing sound for... You know, there's a group of like 15, 20 people that come down and have a go and have a sing. And um, What nights is this? It's on Thursday nights. Thursday yeah. nights at the rule. Every Thursday, except for today. <laughs> yesterday. No, it's Friday today. It's Friday, yeah, except for yesterday. Is it fri- yeah, it is Friday today. I'm doing yeah. the show. It's always Friday. It so we just kind of Friday. like, we just kind of share it between when we have gigs because we both work full time in music. Mm. Um, so we kind of do it when the other one can't or whatever. Mm. Um, but no one could do it last night, so it was off. Anyway. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really Don't cool. Don't tell them that. We'll let know. it out. Yeah, it's always... Uh, <laughs> it's it's on every Thursday. Every Be there. Thursday. <laughs> Ryan's Hotel Thrill. Um, it's a really lovely environment. Yeah. And I kind of forgot... It's a good venue. Yeah, but like, it's a great venue, but also the environment that Kane has created mm. over the last... Um, I think it's like five years. It could be more than that. Please mm. don't quote me on that. But... Um, you know, the same people coming down every week and like inviting new people and really encouraging each other. It is the one of the best open mic scenes that I've seen for yeah, that. Yeah, wow. Well, open because mics are not so just important. Someone, yeah, they, they really are. are. They like, really are important. Yeah. For yeah. learning how to how to be on a stage, yeah, stage stand presence, on a stage, just stage to presence, use a microphone, yeah, um, mic distance, yeah, how, yeah. How, where do you put the mic? Because we're also used to singing in the shower. You put a microphone in front of you. It's yeah. a different deal. I was like, how does this work? Totally and, different. You deal. know, hearing your voice through a wedge for the first time is yeah. like blows your mind. Yeah, that's the foldback kids. Yeah, and Joe, <laughs> I, I like, had What's this back. What, what, fold, fold, what are we folding? What are we folding for? Um, <laughs> I had this really nice moment where. A guy was uh, playing the last week that I was doing it. He was playing an acoustic guitar and he he stepped on his lead and it came out of the guitar. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, you need to loop it through your strap. Like you need to loop it through your strap and then plug yeah, yeah. it in. You need a tug point, yeah. Yeah. And then I had just had this flashback of being at uni. I was at mm. WSU mm. and we do these performances like... Um, you know, in front of your peers and stuff. And then they give you feedback straight away. And mm. one of the guys was like... My only feedback to you is you need to loop your loop your lead through your strap, and mm. it was just kind of like when I told this guy the other week to oh, do that, he was like, the guard. "Yeah,", yeah like he was that. like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." I was like, "Yeah, I know." I remember when someone told me, I was like, "You know," and it's just like, I don't know. There's just this stuff you take for granted that you only learn 
from other people when you're on the stage, yeah. you know, like when, when you're doing it and there's like... Well, there's a networking thing to it as well. And I think there's yeah. that and, and there's seniority as well because there's people that go to open mics that are either haven't done it before mm-hmm. or they're regulars that are probably done it four or five times. Yeah. Or they're a band that are trying to get their shit together and they go, okay, here's a space that we can sort of practice yeah. our stage presence. and No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Um, there's no ticket sales. There's nothing like that. You don't yep. have to worry about that. Yep. It's already self-promoted. Yep. You just sort of duck in and duck out. Yep. So that's... Um, but when you have all those people in a room, mm. then you've got all that knowledge in the room. Mm. And that's kind of, what I guess, what you're talking about is yeah, that networking yeah. knowledge. Yeah. Networking knowledge, that collective knowledge is really important. Yeah. Well, you talk um, about editing, right? I've, mm. I've, I've, I've trained like, I don't know how many editors now. Yeah. I have no idea. But don't train all, me. It's easy. <laughs> it's really easy. I can, t- I can make an editor in about eight hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, I can make you a basic level editor in eight hours. Okay. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Not today. No, no. i got to go play go, my gig at Lazard. It's in Newcastle. It's in Newcastle. It's, in yeah. New, it's tonight. <laughs> it's sold out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how does that feel to sell out, though? To oh, it's not my gig. I'm no. just the support. Um, 1920 sell out shows all over the place. Okay. They're a great blues band. They played Blues Fest this year. Well, they're like a blues rock. They're more rock. I don't know. Yeah. They're um, a fun time. They're mm. a really fun time. Um, But those guys, it's. It's actually going to be really nice to play this gig tonight because the first gig I played out of the 2020 lockdown mm. was with 1920 at this venue. And it was the first, like, it was the first of many gigs that I've done with them now. And, like, we've played a, a lot of festivals together and stuff and since that point. So it'll be really nice to get back there mm. and kind of be like, oh, this is... Yeah, that yeah, reconnection. That? Yeah. yeah. I guess, the, yeah, that's what I was talking about before. It's like, you know, doing that last gig and I knew... When that COVID hit, I'm like, it's going to be years before I do a gig again. Yeah. And it crushed me. I'm yeah. Like, I can't be on stage and scream into a microphone. Yeah. And that's like, and since that's been gone, I guess that's why I picked up the karaoke. Yeah. I've, I've got somewhere to yell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, um, uh, sing some toxicity at people and, you know, system of a down, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah. when are you not gigging because it's a choice or? No, nah, well, it all kind of went pear shape. Uh, so we went on hiatus, obviously, for COVID. And then mm. the drum, my drummer moved to Queensland and we like to be replaced the drummer. Okay. And then, you know, it all kind of just fell apart from there. Yeah. So, but I was in a band called Mendoza. Um, okay. Which is a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Um, and we played with another band that was called Molman, which is also a Simpsons reference, yeah, which yeah. is really weird. I was in a set, I was in a lineup once that there was three <laughs> bands that were named after a Simpsons reference. It's a graphic designer's dream, though. Yeah, it's totally. Really Mendoza. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it just all kind of folded in. Okay. Uh, but we, we used to, um, we set up in a garage at a, at a Kennards. So, you know, like oh, a Kennards yeah. hire? Yeah. So we had a roller door, we soundproofed it. Um, uh, basic soundproofing, though. Yeah. So just um, some, some frames that we put up. Yeah. And stapled uh, carpet that so we had a mate that sold their apartment and they had to re-carpet their apartment before they sold it. Right. And we got all of their carpet and we just nailed it to the walls. That's so those. cool. Yeah. It's did they the- know? Like, did Kennards know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We told <laughs> we told them that um, we need us we need one that has a PowerPoint so we can plug in. Okay. What we were worried about is like plugging in four amps and a you know a PA. Yeah. It's a lot to one power socket to yeah. see if the system can handle it. But it turns out it did. We had that okay. we had that studio for ten years. Awesome. Yeah. That's um, a great idea. Yeah, it was way cheaper than uh, rehearsal uh, costs because yeah. you do your rehearsal costs. We used to jam out at uh, Zenith Studios oh, in yeah. Petersham. Yeah. And uh, there's one that we used to do here called Dragon. Okay. Um, there's one out at um, uh, Windsor we used to do as well. Yeah. But you'd have to get everyone to drive there. Mm. Drummer, that's an hour. 
Yeah. Before you start. So you've already paid for an hour that you're not playing. Yeah, yeah. And then... They take ages, don't they? They do. Oh. They take so long to set up. And it's never <laughs> right. They never get it right the first go. Oh, now I need to move this. And like, it's just a practice, man. Just keep, just keep going. The money's going. The money, the money, the money. Um, but when you do a studio like that, it costs you about 200 bucks to set it up. Yeah. All right? If you do it, you know, you can do it on the cheap. Yeah. Um, you've got somewhere to store your gear. It's in a secure facility that no one can nick. Yeah, it's under twenty four hour surveillance. Like it's you know you got because it, it's expensive, right? Yeah, having all your gear is very expensive. Got to like, look after it. Yeah, you'd have we'd have like sixty grand worth of stuff in there. Yeah. Easy, probably more. Yeah, um, is it still there? Where is it? Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's gone now. We packed we packed up the drink. we packed it up. But um, lucky. Actually, I'll see if I can get a photo of it, Misty. Can you pull up uh, Facebook and go to uh, Alpha Degenerate? Yeah, yeah, just put yeah that one there. <laughs> <laughs> the what's that bang? What's that? What's banging? that bang page still up? <laughs> I can't believe that's a page. What's that bang in the Kenneth's storage unit? That's what I want to know. Yeah, there we go. Uh, keep going down, down, down. Scroll down. Oh, oh shit! That what gig is that? I, saw, I don't even know that. What Alpha gig is degenerate. that? Yeah, just click into the page. Yeah, no, you gotta go. Into the, yeah, on the right there, into the page, into the page, into the page. <laughs> Click on one of the photos. Click on one of the photos. There we go. Oh, that one's at Windsor. Oh, look yeah, at those a, cool that's a, guys. That's a, that's a good band photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, where's, oh, there's me. I'm drinking the drink. I'm oh, drinking I was like, that's I don't know there. which one you are either. Yeah, that's me there. Oh, those classic... Those shorts, man. Yeah, that was our uniform pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Denim and a Denim shirt. Denim shorts. Um, no, just click on one of those ones, Misty. And if you go over to... Oh, that's the music producer. That's at the Valve. Oh, Valve, yeah. Uh, come up. Just anything that's by Alpha Degenerate. Wow. Wow. <laughs> there, that, that one there, Alpha Degenerate. Click on that. Yeah. Click on the Alpha that says Alpha Degenerate. There we go. And over on the right, click on Alpha Degenerate. Okay, thank you. Oh, we're almost there. Right, now go, yeah, now go to photos. Go to photos here. Where, uh, it's got to be in photos. Just click on photos. Photos. See all photos. Scroll down. It's got to be scroll, scroll. Scroll, keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. There was one there rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Um, AD, uh, drum kit. Drum kit to the right, to the right, down. <laughs> Stop. There, it is. there we go. Woo! Oh, we wow. There okay. we go. That took a while. Okay, so that is. Um, that's really cool. So that's what the gig looks that, That's what the um, setup looks like. And obviously, we made it look like the Ninja Turtles, you know, lair. <laughs> of course. The drummer was really pissed off because we, before we spray painted, it looked really pristine. And then oh. me and the bass guitarist, Steve O, big shout out, uh, we rocked up with a box of spray cans and we're like, yeah, yeah we're like, gonna, no, we're a rock band. We're, yeah, we're going to tag this shit. Yeah. Two bass drums, though, a bit crazy. Oh, yeah, let's, let's see, go back to that poster. There's a valve bar poster that oh, I made. Yeah. yeah, I made that poster. <laughs> Carney meat. Carney meat. That's a great <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah. Carney meat. Yeah, great band. That was a great band. Yeah, That's I've played with those name. guys a few times actually. That's a great name. Yeah, yeah. Are they still a band, Carney meat? Yeah, they changed. Or have they of, gone no. off? No. <laughs> they passed their like expiry. They passed their expiry. Yeah. Carney meat. Oh man, you take me back. That's a lot of. Oh, you go to that photo there. That, you were just on it above the AD. One more up, one more. Up. Oh, yeah, there, no, there, 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 that one. I love that photo. That's one of my favourite band photos of all time. That's sick. Just in the moment. In the moment. <laughs> That's quite a lunge. Yeah. I don't have that anymore. You don't. <laughs> That's not possible anymore. I reckon anymore. you could still, yeah. Not that right? good. Not that good. <laughs> not that good. That's at the Lewisham, actually. That's a Lewisham. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a I good played, stage. I played some good gigs That's there. That's a good stage there, yeah. Yeah, when I was first kind of like cutting my teeth in the Sydney scene. Yeah. 
Lewisham. Yeah, it's ex- Lewisham's pretty accessible. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I almost convinced them to do metal again because they stopped doing metal. Oh, okay. Well, not everyone likes metal. After that lunge, they were yeah, like... Yeah, that lunge, they're like, that's it. You guys are done. <laughs> they're like, we can't expose our patrons to that kind of flexibility. No. <laughs> no, I think that was, one, that was one of the first gigs I did in Sydney that we had a packed house okay. as well. Like, that's awesome. You know I mean? Yeah. Well, you do the same show, like, whether you've got 60 people, 600 people, six people, you do yeah. the same show. Yeah, of course. But um, when there's six people, like, a Sydney crowd's the worst. Mm. They really are. Yeah. Like, if you guys are out there going to shows, don't go to the back of the room and just fold your arms and <laughs> nod your head. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> Take your beer. Sometimes. No, it depends. Like, sometimes I'll get up the front and have a have a go. Well, no, I, look, I'll still be a deadhead standing up the front with a beer. Yeah. You know, just blankly looking at the singer, drinking, <laughs> making them, you know, dripping, <laughs> dripping my jealousy into them. <laughs> I want that microphone. I want the microphone. Give it to me. Um... Yeah. Do you know Tool? <laughs> really tool. Yeah, 46 and 2. <laughs> I did that yesterday. Actually, I, I, that blew up online. I was actually really happy. Uh, the karaoke people posted the video. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's That's how there. you know you've made it. Yeah, man, 16 views. It's, yeah. it's blowing up. Blowing up. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, you know when people post all their Spotify things at the end of the year and mm. they're like, oh, I saw someone, I can't remember who it was now, but someone was like, you know, these, these Spotify numbers... They're pretty humble, but I'm so glad that you've all listened. And they were like thousands and thousands of listeners. And mm. I was like, you want to see mine? Like, mine are pretty low, mm. you know? Like, mine are, you know, super low compared to that. And I just feel like people are never really happy with... Yeah, if you had a thousand hits on something, it's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't I don't even know what my numbers are. I know they're not, like, crazy, like, mm. you know. Um, but these numbers that people were posting that they were unhappy about, I was like... They're good. Like, They're why, good numbers, yeah. Why are you... We well, should look at the number anyway. Like, sometimes... No. I, like, 10% of me looks at the number. Like, because I try to do the analytics for the pagey train. So, I try to look at yeah. what guest does well and how that goes. And it's yeah. so unpredictable. Okay. It's kind of an afterthought. Yeah. So, you can't predict the analytics. You can mm. just observe what happened before, really. Yeah. And then speculate mm. about why that happened. Because there's no real reason to that either. You're still speculating. Yeah. You know? Um, like, for instance, like, there's obvious things to do. Like, don't post... Your episode, like I don't post an episode when the State of Origin's on. Yeah. That's just a stupid thing to do. Like yep. you're not going to compete with the State of Origin. Just, yes. Whether you like football or not, you're just not going to compete <laughs> with it. Do you like football? I do. You do? Yeah. Okay. I like I like football. I don't understand football at all. <laughs> uh, no, I like all sport. Any I know, sport. Um, uh, I know that you have to kick it on the fifth. That's pretty good. Thanks. That's pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, the way I describe it for, for my Yank... <laughs> the fifth what? I have no idea. Well, I describe so, it fifth tackle. Oh, the tackle. Yeah, they get they get six tackles. If you get on the sixth tackle, you've got to hand over the ball. Oh, okay. Yeah. But well, the way I describe football, though, um, another tangent, kids. Um, the way I describe <laughs> football, especially to my Yank friends. Yeah. Is they go, I don't understand how it all works. Like, That's you, a good you, accent. You, you just you pass the ball backwards, you don't pass the ball forwards. I don't understand. Um, you go... <laughs> I'll walk in here. <laughs> Get me a sandwich. <laughs> I need a sandwich and a cup of coffee. 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 Um, <laughs> all of a sudden, now we're in Boston. We've gone from California to Boston. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Washington, Boston. New York. New York. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not very good with the Boston or the New York. Uh, what was I talking Yeah, Yank friends in football. Um, yeah, like they do the gridiron pass, right? Yeah. And that's what I say the fifth tackle is. Like, instead of us throwing the ball 
Okay. On the fifth. Because like, right. they do it in three tackles. Okay. They've got to make 10 feet in three tackles. If they don't, they've got to hand the ball over. Right. They've got to make 10 feet. I think it's 10, no, 10 yards. Mm-hmm. 10 yards every tackle, then they get to keep the ball. Okay. If they don't make 10 yards three times, they lose the ball, hand it back over. Right. And then they are allowed to throw one pass forwards. Right. And instead of us throwing it forwards, we kick it. Okay. That's, yeah. That's really the only difference. You can't pass it forwards. You can't pass forward. Yeah. It's got to go back. And what uh, what is the purpose of those massive shoulder pads? That's what I want to know. Um, what for gridiron or for? Yeah, for the American football. Well, they have big big shoulder pads. Well, the same impact happens in NRL, mm-hmm. right? In Australian football, and even Aussie rules, right? They don't wear pads. Okay. I think they're just a little bit wussy. Oh. Like you know, they don't like getting bruises and yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, but they still they still like the, the biggest problem that sports have at the moment, though. In all seriousness, is um, uh, head injuries. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because um, uh, concussions. Yeah. So that's something that they haven't measured before. It's kind of like, you know, when they were saying that uh, smoking was okay and then it turns out smoking kills people. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, so, yeah the, the rumour is. <laughs> the <laughs> rumour is hot. <laughs> but uh, that's what's happening in football at the moment. Um, okay. Like, you know, the office environment, right? It's uh, sitting is the new smoking. That's yeah. why everyone's got sit-stand desks now. Oh, yeah, okay. Because sitting is the new smoking. Right, so sitting's bad for you. We sit too much. Should we stand up? Yeah, I should get a sit stand for the uh, pagey train. That'd be cool. Actually, that's really good. Write that down. (laughs) Sit stand on the pagey train. Sit stand. Actually, (laughs) that's too adaptable for that. That's a vector for attack. I'm gonna, I'm gonna add that to my band names. I think. Oh, see, that's a good. See, that's a good name for a band. Yeah. Vector for attack. Vector for attack. Yeah. Lever for turmoil was the other. Lever for turmoil. There was something. I wrote it down. Turmoil lever. Yeah, just just make sure when that becomes a, a single hit. Yeah. If it ends up as a song title. I'll give you a little writing credit. Yeah, I don't need a writing credit. You I just need 1%. I just need a shout out on stage. That's all I need. I don't okay. need the credit at all. All right. I just need the... Just a like and subscribe. This one's to my mate, uh, Roscoe. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Tick right. for notifications. Yeah, I can definitely do that. I think I can do that. Yeah, yeah. You can totally do that. Hey, um, uh, where can we find you? Like, you're online, right? So you've got like a webpage. That's, oh, yeah, we've got it up there already. I have, uh, yeah, that's my webpage right there. Great webpage. Can people see this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So I redid it recently, and uh, the addition of creative on the end there is new because I've, you know, I've been writing a lot of theatre at the moment as well. Yeah, okay. And it's um, taking me to places that are just a bit undefined at the mm. moment, which is really cool, but. I felt like creative kind of covered that. Yeah, um, um, a creative is an important word for that. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I have that on my um, signature block. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, I'm a, um, a creative producer. Yeah. Because I do, I do heaps of things. Awesome. It's hard to encapsulate that. I, I wonder though, is um, writing like lyrics similar to writing for stage? Like, are they do they go in hand in hand? It's interesting because you know, I feel like when I write a song. <laughs> it's funny that we have not written, we've not talked about songwriting this whole time. Have we? <laughs> we got there. Have we? We've been oh, a little bit, a little bit. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's not a, important. It's a le- a, a it doesn't matter. We had a great chat. <laughs> it's a lever of time. Um, I feel like when you write a song, like because it's quite short, you have a lot of feelings, a lot of content, and you condense it, you know, into like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. But then with theatre, it's the opposite. So like I worked with. Um, 
a dramaturg who was really kind of like, tell me more about this. Tell me more about this story and this and this. And mm. you have to, like my... You have to unpack it. Yeah, yeah. My Dear Diary show ended up being, I think the first time we ran it, it was an hour 47. Mm. Way too long. It was supposed to be an hour and we just had too much and then we had to cut it down again. And it ended up being about 90 minutes, um, which was a really great exercise for my brain to remember all of that. Wow. But like... It's a lot of content. It is. And it's, it's a super amount of content. Yeah. I think, you know, it's it's pretty similar writing songs in the way that you want to get all of the emotion in there, but mm-hmm. it's just it's just more, you know, it's so it's it's a lot. Mm. And like following a story arc and like yeah. It's, well, when you do like cuz I've written a few stories, right? Um mm. and like cuz when I look at when I write lyrics for for songs, mm-hmm. there's always a story. Yeah. I'm always trying to go for a story. There's a point to the story. Yeah. But um before the story appears in a song for me, like I have to listen to a guitar uh, track that someone's given me I go okay, okay so I'm either going to go with the root note on this or yeah. I'm going to like sort of um, um, oppose it or be with it yeah and okay I'm, I'm going to fill the space or I'm going to oppose the space okay and then I think about okay so that sound works with this sound that sound works with that sound so I work out the sounds I kind of mutter it through yeah I'm some bit of a mutterer um, yeah um, and I like just gibberish kind just of like gibberish, yeah. yeah 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 especially in um, heavy metal vocals you can just um, a good safe place to go is a scream right yeah like, you, you, you can just go wah yeah. And just layer that over guitar track. It'll always work. Yeah. Um, but uh, essentially, you want to be more creative than that. You want to yeah. um, bend it and you want to move it. You want to, yeah. you want to send it to different places and in, perhaps even explore places you haven't been yourself before. Yeah, for sure. And um, That's interesting because mm. I don't and then like... The st- and then the story appears. Okay. Yeah. I'm the opposite. The story is always first. I like my, my phone is full of notes, like mm. just one-liners or like poems or whatever. I actually still keep a diary mm. of, of my day and whatever. Um, I'll probably write about you in it. That's nice, isn't it? We're going to be in the diary. Probably. Dear diary. Dear diary. Today. Today on the pager train, <laughs> tick like and subscribe. <laughs> Don't forget. Tick for notifications. Um, yeah, but like, no, the story the story comes first always for mm. me. And like the music just kind of follows that. Like the words, the words are my, my thing. Mm. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, for me, yeah, it's literally the opposite. It's crazy, hey? Yeah, because the story will, like, but the strange thing is, though, I, th- I I believe, I don't know if it's true or not, I think that I know the story subconsciously yeah. before, like, I start, I start muttering the, the words, mm-hmm. and then the words start taking formation. I go, okay, so that's a key word, that's a key word. And I go, what's this song about? Yeah. And then I realize, okay, so this is a song about the Kennedy assassination. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how we got there, but now we're writing a song about the Kennedy assassination. But when I, here's the thing: like, I did one of the um, uh, sets that I wrote, like from start to end, the whole thing was a story. Okay. So from yeah. song one to um, you know song eight, the yeah. whole the whole thing was a story, and it was about um, uh, my journey as a soldier. Yeah, and right. It was about the emotional context of that, and how I felt about um, comrades, how I felt about the government, how I felt about the war. Yeah. And I didn't know that I did it until the end. And then I evaluated what I'd written. I go, wow, this whole thing is in a chronological order of emotion mm. yeah. that I've written very personally about myself. Mm. Um, and I'm like, wow. And so I looked at that and go, that's a subconscious thing. I didn't consciously sure. do it, but then I consciously did it halfway through. It's something that happens when you start writing personal songs. Mm. You know, they're all coming from you. They're going to make sense together mm. somehow. Somehow. It yeah. just comes together. And that's why I don't write set lists anymore because I'm mm. just like, It'll be whatever it is. Mm. You know, it'll be exactly what it's supposed to be. Mm. But yeah, that's really interesting that you 
you made this narrative without realizing realizing it, it but yeah. it, but then you go did i realize it and then i just forget and then i get yeah. absorbed into the work yeah um but the same thing with uh writing stories like um when i do like um short films or short stories yeah or even tr- when I attempt to try and write the two features that I'm working on. Awesome. Yeah, look, it sounds awesome, but I need to oh, work like harder. Like everything, yeah. I need oh, to work wow, way that's harder. good you're writing your little films, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're little that's good. Oh, yeah, it's films. Right. Oh, is it, is into is the that, films. It's pretty fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Must Do take up that? a long time. Ross is doing a film, everyone. Is <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I map it out first. Yeah. So I'm a big cue cards guy. So I get a whole bunch of cue cards. Yep. And then I map it out. And then I figure out the characters' names, figure out the locations that they're in, yeah. and I figure out the interactions that they're having, okay. and then I populate it with dialogue. Right. Other yeah. writers I talk to are the blinking curses. They're the ones that baffle me. Okay. Like, like you just have a blinking cursor like and, you, and then just start writing it. Yeah. It's crazy. How do you do that? Well, the way I wrote the Dear Diary show was we did like a bunch of different stories, like just stories about my life, like things that had come out of the diaries. So the way, the way that show works is like the songs are like, the lyrics for the songs are directly lifted from my teenage diaries. Mm. Like I'm 13 to 16, I think. So yeah. it covers a lot. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah, but then we kind of had these other stories that came from memories and we just kind of linked them together to make this narrative. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, so it kind of is a map. Yeah, it was It was a map. It's a map sort but of design. But we didn't really know where it was going right up until where, like, yeah. until the two-week production beforehand. So... Yeah, it's strange yeah. how that comes together. So, like, I, I would question, like, maybe you did know. You just maybe didn't I, recognize well, obviously, it you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because it's very much about me and my Because you get journey. so absorbed into it. Yeah. You know, yeah, that absorption, yeah. you, you don't really have time to assess how yeah. your state of mind is when you wrote that. Yeah, that's you know what right. I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's easy to look back and, and speculate, but again, you're just speculating. How could yeah. you question where you were at that time and place yeah. when you wrote that? Yeah. The only reflection you have on it is the content itself. Yeah, that's right. And I find that I find that profound. Yeah. Like, that's a profound experience. I've got goosebumps thinking about those experiences. Yeah. It's the same with editing as well. Like, um, I feel it in my hands. Yeah, like, okay. I, it's, it's not just a brain thing. Mm-hmm. It's a body thing too. Yep. Like writing is a body experience. Yeah. It's a mental body experience and yeah. a spiritual experience. The best is when you make yourself laugh or mm. you make yourself have an emotional reaction to something you've written. Mm. You know, a lot of the diary show I was writing, I would actually go into the foyer of the theatre and sit outside the theatre doors and write there because I was like, well, that's where it's going up. Like it's going to be in there at mm. some point. I better write the thing. Mm. And I was sitting in this foyer just like, and I would write little bits and be like, just laughing at myself. Which is great, you know, like it means that it's actually funny, I guess, you know. Well, I think you I'm know, hilarious. I, I laugh at myself all oh, the time. Oh, same. Yeah, I am <laughs> very funny. I'm a super <laughs> funny person. So um, I'm doing it right now. I've just, I've just stated that I'm funny and I think that's funny. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. But like, yeah, when you get that reaction out, out of something you've written, yeah, mm. you feel it in your in your body and you're yeah. like, this is something quite You feel good. it in your waters. You feel it's it in tidal. your waters, the moon, tidal. Jupiter. <laughs> Jupiter. Deep space. It's astronomy. It's the vibe. <laughs> it's a lever for turmoil. <laughs> it's a great band name, so actually. So good. It's so good. Lever for turmoil. Yeah. I'm really sad that I've let this go now. Like, it's, uh, I feel like... The, it's all right. It's okay. It's got... It's It'll the, always it's the be fish a part of, out of the tank and the, and the cat is eating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the cat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have a fish <laughs> or a cat. <laughs> I don't know what you've got in here. You could have anything. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, there's a few things. I've got an alien. Yeah. There's the cool. face sucker, as they call it. Yeah, actually, that's really creepy. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's right. from aliens. and Well, the sword, that's from Luke. 
That's my old skater. I don't skate anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, because you get to an age where you don't bounce your thud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, so I just try to... I miss skating, though. I yeah, really do. okay. Could yeah. you get like a um, like a cushion suit? Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. <laughs> or something. I know, you, just, you just can't avoid... Like, marshmallow. You just can't avoid concrete when you do skating. Yeah. You're going to come off. You just do. I can't say that I've ever skated in my life. Mm. I did rollerblade for a little bit. That counts. Yeah, but never That's like skating. on a skateboard. Yeah, well, now these kids have got these little razor scooters out there. I'm oh like, yeah, how's the wheels that pop out of the shoes though? Love those things. Crazy. Always wanted, always wanted them. Yeah. Um, uh, our our um, our Misty's goddaughter. She mm. had those for a while. They were fun. You we just see them. like kids like gliding around. You're like, what is happening? Yeah, through malls. You're like. Yeah, it's always all, in malls. You're breaking, yeah, it is, isn't it? You're Maybe breaking the laws of physics. Smooth. Yeah, you're breaking the laws of physics. Yeah. How are you moving, kid? Oh, you got wheels in your shoes. Crazy, okay. it's a glitch, glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Oh, but one more time before we go, uh, uh, Proudlove. Yes. Dot com. Proudlove dot com. You can find me there. You can find me on Facebook, Spotify, Instagram. I've actually been doing on my Instagram. I've been doing makeovers of garden gnomes at the moment. So if you're not interested that. in any of my music, then feel free to. Come and have a look at that. Who would have known? <laughs> uh, stop it. <laughs> Who would have known? Yeah, yeah the, the, was the Queens of the Stone Age did that song, didn't they? Yeah. No one gnomes? No yeah. one gnomes. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, uh, look uh, my batteries are about to die, so I think we're going to Oh, yeah, we here. should probably leave. Yeah, we should probably get out of here. And you've got a, you've got a gig to go to. I do have a gig to go to. Yeah, I'm playing with 1920. 1920. Yeah, good band. Sold out. Yeah. Don't, don't come to it. They're yeah. gonna be. They're gonna be great. It's gonna be a good night. And, Sounds like it's uh, gonna be a hoot. You should be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> totally jealous with envy. But once again, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks okay. for having me. It's been great. And guys, you have been watching the Pagey Train. You can check us out on Spotify. That's right, video on Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube. And if you're there, don't forget to subscribe and like and tick for notifications. You can also, if you're one of our avid listeners, you can check us out on Apple iTunes or you can check us out on iHeartRadio. You guys have been watching the Pagey Train, and we'll see you next time there we go oh yeah what an outro did i stumble on that outro no i was just clean i Woo! thought you were reading something no i just i just know the outro I've done it 109 times now <laughs>